It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in episode number five. We'll talk about it in a second of jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Uh, boys, I realized we did the thing again. We have been doing a really good job the last couple of weeks of not totally ignoring AJ. We had actually remembered to invite him the last couple of weeks. We forgot again this week. So yeah, he's too busy being one, a hang crowd on, number. Hang on, hang on, hang on. One, two, three. Not it. Not it. No, uh, oh, Brandon, it's you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're the one who has to message him. It's the way it goes. I did it last week, though. I know, but we played not it, Brandon. Those are the rules. I don't know oh, if you're bullshit. new. I don't know if you're new to not it. We played not it. It's a it's a game people play. I mean, been doing it for eternity. I, I tell you what. Now I did it last week. I just did it before the show started, like a decent human being. And I did it the week before. That sounds like that it's Aaron's turn if we do it by turns. Are, are we doing turns? Yes, we're not we're, honoring we're, not we're, it. No, we're gonna do turns. You text him. All right. He's not going to be able to. We just need of to make sure not. that we – look, I get it, man. He's got a job. He's got things to do. I'm sure he'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks for payback lash, but um, I think that's just where we are. We just need to make sure that we do the right thing and we uh, actually do remember to invite him. All right, um, so here's the deal. Later on in the program, Michael Elgin's going to join us from uh, Impact Wrestling. Looking forward to that. He's been right in the thick of the, the title picture, part of their number one contender tournament, although he just took a loss, which I totally knew. Um, <laughs> if you only you knew how funny that was. You'll never, though. You'll never know because of clever editing. Um, but Michael oh. Elgin's going to check in a little bit later on in the show. Um, we, we are going to recap. I'm really bummed that we didn't do a picks contest because I would have done really fucking well on our picks for we, this past I think we week. all were, did pretty well. I fucking, I called the shit out of the Cody thing. I know that. Oh. I called the shit out of the Cody thing this week. I could smell that from a mile away. All right, let's, uh, we'll talk about double or nothing and, and what we saw this past week on AEW to start things off. I, I want to say two separate things because they both stand equally to me. One, there was a lot of really effing cool um, as part of Double or Nothing, including the main event being just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was it was so brilliant. I was so happy watching it. It was it, it was absolutely what you wanted out of that sort of match. Out, out, it was outstanding. I I I measure there being so much that was cool versus continuously being so many things that are unjustifiable in every way yes. that I, I don't know how to express my feelings because I don't want it to come off negative for something that, again, had so much cool involved. Well, well, well wait. Let's, we start with the po- let's start with the positives. Well, b- before that, though, like, if, let, let's say that you took the main event off of this show. As I was alluding to last week, this show was not good. If you take that off, uh, I wouldn't say it's not good. I'd say I didn't the, like anything else. On you the didn't show. like the MJF Jungle Boy match because that's crazy. If you didn't like that match, it was fine. But no, it, I thought I mean, that was a great match. It, 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 you know, I've seen it before. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was a good match. 
I thought it was um, a really good match. I did. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, um, it's a good match, but I, I didn't. Find I thought the ladder match was fun. I thought the ladder match was great. Um, I, I thought the ladder match was super botchy and not really that great, to be honest. I I, I, I mean, compare I, somebody, that to the ladder match. Some, somebody a else said ladder matches we just saw. Somebody else know? said this to me. Okay, but in fairness, one of them was pre-taped, so it's really one hard. One was heavily edited, <laughs> right? Like really hard to compare it to that. Um, somebody well, else said. I, that I, I, do we know this was live? Uh, my understanding, well, I mean, if it wasn't, it's the worst editing in the history of humanity. But my understanding was they did this live on Saturday night. Did they, did they do the main event live? No, not the main event. Everything no. before it. Yes. Okay. I mean, because despite the fact that it was good, you could argue it wasn't shot very well for the first 10 minutes of the main event when they were all in the same um, space. I mean, that, that, was, that was not shot live, no. Yeah. So that, that's, that's pretty bad then. If, if if they had time to edit that, and that's what we got, but what, uh, what, I, I didn't what, what, think this show was very good. To be honest with you, I, I thought the main event overshadowed a underwhelming show because the main event was so much. There was so much to like about it. There was so many fun spots and so much coolness. I think if you take that match off the show, it is is a kind of a sad show. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I I wouldn't say sad. I like, like I said, I, I like the ladder match. I really liked MJF Jungle Boy. I thought Nyla Rose uh, Hikaru Shido was good. Oh god, that was such a bad match. You thought it was good? I mean, I didn't think it was great. I thought it was it got the job that done. That was an abysmal match and the reason that it ended the way it did was because of what we saw. I don't think Nyla Rose can work. I I mean that I have not I've never seen a good Nyla Rose match. I'll take it. I'll take it back. Riho carried her for a pretty good match. That match was real bad. I mean, that that might be the worst women's match I've seen in a while. Um, I did not feel that way. I, I mean, I I did not. That feel match that was way. real bad. I mean, the first, I, it whenever they started getting the false finishes and stuff, they got me back. But man, the first half of that match was real bad. Um, I, I, I guess maybe I'm just thinking about the second half because I didn't now, really now, feel that Once way. they got into the false finishes and all that, it, that was pretty good. Um, it, it saved it a little bit, but it, it was not good for the first half of it. I mean, I, I was completely out of it. I, I didn't think the selling was very good. I didn't think the, I thought there was a few missed moves. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't get into it. Um, <sighs> Do we want to just talk about the, the right. so so event? no I mean I can like, keep bitching about like, more things, you're, obviously obviously you're further down on it than I am look I, again I think this is all measured too right if I had paid fifty dollars for it then yeah well that's what I'm trying to then then that's what then I'm maybe I would have said yeah. sure that all I I think the other thing too is is and but I, you have to but you have to look at it that way because like that's some, what they were selling it for. Well, you know? I, I agree we're with that, and to some extent I agree with that. But I also don't agree with the original premise, and it's something that I do all the time. Like you can't say other than the good stuff, it wasn't good, right? Like you can't do that. That's that's not fair. Um, it matters no, 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 significantly. No, 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 but we do say all the time because you guys are saying there's other good stuff. I'm I'm saying there's mediocre and bad. What we do say all the time is, did the end save a show? Did the main event save a show that was otherwise not good? We do talk about events like that. Uh, and I think this is a perfect example of that. I mean, I think I think you could make this... I mean, there, obviously, there's a million shows you can make that argument about. Uh, WWE's... Or, or the other way around. Like, you know, a bad main event can make a, a otherwise good show feel like garbage. You know? Like, I just that, don't agree with that premise, though. I, I, You know, like I said, I think the first hour was great. 
I don't know if I thought it was great, but I thought it was. I enjoyed it for the most part. Like I was, I was definitely in the ladder match, and I, the bocce thing. I had somebody else bring that up to me this week, and I said, I, "You can tell me all about that. You get that in the overwhelming majority of these types of things. Like you're going to I, I get don't that." Think so I mean, I, eight, eight man ladder was go so through. much worse than normal. I, I mean, there was I don't a agree with that. Amount of I don't things. remotely agree with that. The, the, to, to Aaron's point, like when you put this many different people. In one situation that aren't typically working together, there's a million things you can pick apart. I did not think this was so much botchier than anything else. Um, were there botches? Of course there were. Of course there were. But I, I can live with that. I, was, I just didn't find it very exciting. I think, I think it's more. I'm more able to live with a bunch. Of, I mean, like some real bad botches, the Luchasaurus uh, spot that he didn't come off of the top rope. I mean, there was a couple of things that were like real blatant and bad. But like you can get He's over that if the match you gotta get paced. over it. Yeah. You can get over it if the match is paced well and exciting. I didn't think it was. Okay. Well we disagree, man. Like I don't know what else to tell you. We disagree. I did not find that to be bad. I found it to be uh, entertaining. The Brian Cage thing certainly was better than we feared that it would be. Um I don't Yeah, that was cool. I don't I, I'm and, in on Brian Cage. I'm especially in on Brian Cage with Taz. Well, there's hang on, there's two things though. We go from there and, it, and it's going to dance on the unforgivable, so I don't want to go too far into it. There's two things with that. I am opposed to always having the mystery entrant being the winner. I like I think that's sure. a it's a really dangerous line. Um yeah. with that, I don't always love that. I I did like Brian Cage showing up. I am absolutely not okay with Brian Cage being the number one contender for your next pay-per-view and moving <laughs> ahead of a lot of guys that are way more deserving of those spots. And that's no well, offense to, to, to be fair. Give him an asterisk. He's not the number one contender. He won a title shot, which are well, two different things. A, right? a, a title shot at the at next a, major at a, event. At a pay-per-view. And that's so much more important. Like, it's but, but way I, more I important. I know, I know. And I'm, I'm just trying to give them credit for saying, like, he didn't come in like Brody Lee and just like get a match. But like he won it's just a as, match. It's that, just as bad. It's just as bad. Like you're just interjecting somebody and moving them ahead of the. You can't do that. That's not how this works. It, it, it feels like it feels like this. Yeah. Well, I think the bigger problem is not that they did this, but they did this right after they did Brody. Well, it, it makes it worse. There's no question that it makes it worse that it comes right after Brody. And you can say, like, hey, in a way, this is more forgivable than that because Brody didn't do anything to deserve the opportunity. Like, sure, I, I guess, but none of it's okay. And we have to say it's not okay. This is not what you do with championship matches at pay-per-views, even when you're kind of openly admitting, hey, we know we're not taking the title off this person. Like, it, it again, makes it worse. Why am I tuning in for fighter fans? Particularly when that's the match, too. Right. I mean, because that, that match was not good. What? Um, the Brody? The Moxley match? It, it was, again, you're, you're, I think it was fine. It feels like you're just more negative about everything. Like, I don't think it was good. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was classic. I think it was fine knowing what I was going to get in those circumstances. Like, based on what my expectations were, I wasn't disappointed by it. It was kind of what I thought it would be. But again, I didn't think very much of it. I thought it was unforgivable. And this goes, again, I, <laughs> we're dancing right back into the unforgivable territory. Um, so, like, Brian Cage showing up. And again, Aaron, with what you said, t being you know with Taz, dope, right? Like, I'm on board with that. Brian Cage being in your championship match at your next pay-per-view when you only do so many pay-per-views per year, 
it's fucking inexcusable and we have to be willing to call it out for being inexcusable and we can't keep hiding behind AEW is cool so it doesn't matter that they do these asinine things this is asinine it's absolutely unforgivable and we should crucify um, uh, a company that gives back-to-back pay-per-view title matches to people that have done nothing to deserve them within that company well I guess here's here's my question and, and this you know I'm kind of going through my head to think of you know when this has happened in the past in wrestling, a guy just showing up, getting a title shot, the one that jumps into my head uh, right away, uh, Kevin Owens coming into NXT and immediately getting the title shot against Sami Zayn. Obviously, they played off of the history there. Did you find that inexcusable, or was it because it's NXT? I think, because it's, I it's think NXT Sami Zayn? is yes. NXT is different rules. You're not the company's world champion, right? Like you're you're a. It is a different situation. Um, I would say that NXT at that particularly at that point was far more on par with Ring of Honor, right? Like that these guys that were significant in Ring of Honor could be at that level. Now, ultimately, should have been moved forward. I think the better comparison would probably be Finn Balor. Um, I think that would be the better comparison to make here where Finn Balor waltzed in on day one and got that opportunity. And while it proved to be cool, it was sort of salvaged by the fact that he won the championship, right? Like, right. I, I, I don't, I don't think anyone should ever be doing that. You should never be having somebody waltz into your company and walking right into the title picture. I think it's so much worse when it's a company with such a short history. We're not even a year into having a weekly TV show. You have fucking horribly failed on pushing forward some of your stars. What are you doing? Like it, it feels I, a little bit like they're kicking the can down the road. They they know yeah. what they know what it is. Probably MJF, and they're waiting for a time. They're they're saying MJF. Let's say it's MJF. MJF is the end game. We're waiting for that though. But there's there's twofold. As I said before, there's no reason why you can't drag something out with MJF. There's no reason why you couldn't move MJF into the picture and have a longer program. Um, I don't want that though. Why? I, I'm actually very much against that. Why? I want. Because I want MJF to win, especially as in with his character. I don't want him to be chasing for long. The longer someone chases, but the it, more they it can, move. It can work the opposite way. You could have MJF win and then have Dean chase or John chase that, him. That's right. I'm saying they want him to become champion at a specific point, probably when fans are back. They want MJF to get the title then. I, the, again, this is the same strategy we talk about with WWE. Making any decision right now around when fans are back is 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 a horrendous thought process. I mean, it's I know I'm I'm just I'm just illustrating what the thought process probably what it feels like right well, now. It might, I'm not it, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm saying it, it, this feels well, like they want. But I am. Again, if, that's, MJF. if that's if that's what it is, it's a terrible thought process. This this thing where we constantly keep kicking the can down the road in professional wrestling and saying what we do largely doesn't matter is shit. And we have to call it out for being shit. You guys either either put your programming on or not. Waiting. Mm. What the fuck? Well, I, I, I always thought that MJF was the fault. I thought that was the all out. Like, that to me felt then. I, then that makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Now, that I, I think purposely... they should have had other people involved here. But I, I think MJF there feels right. Then then, then do one or the other. You, you're like, we're, we're caught in this, this uh, you know, what am I trying to say? You're caught in, uh, it's not hell, it's... um. Purgatory. purgatory. Jesus Christ, thank you. Why could I not think of purgatory? My brain, man. Um, I couldn't think of purgatory. You're caught in purgatory where you're not doing anything. Do something. These months matter. These events matter. You only have so many of them. You've got to do something with them. 
And it's not this. It's not having somebody walk in on day one and just being put into the title picture while you constantly can't figure out what the fuck you should be doing with Sammy Guevara. Like, this doesn't work. This is bad. It's, it's, it's so much more... Like, at least at the end of the day, you could say, hey, Brody Lee was a recognizable name, and, you know, like, we... It, it is what it is. It was shit. We had a, a bunch of shit we were dealing with for a few months. We had to make the best of a bad situation. I, I'm still not okay with it, but it's what it is. You plan this out to do another event, and I'm going to presume a free event, one that you would presume will have more people watching, and you're handing someone that no one knows outside of the hardest core of the hardest core your title shot at that event. No! No! Bad! Really, really bad. The, the the only time that I give I would give this kind of hey, here's the guy, he's in the title picture, I will give it a pass is in the situation of a what Kevin Owens was. Because at least there's a fucking reason for those people to fight, and you could argue the the guy is not necessarily it, he's it's more about hurting the champion than being the champion, right? Like you could make that argument in a situation like that. Not Kevin Owens specifically, because he obviously was like, I'm a prize fighter, I'm taking the title, whatever. Right. But like you could make the argument if a like blood feud type person came in and that you already had all this history with, you could say it in a way that it w- didn't bother me. You know, like you could you could do that. But like this has just been two random guys with no reason at all to nothing. You know, it's just here they are. Well, and look, you know, they got. We don't even know when Fighter Fest is going to be, so they have time to try to do something. We assume about it's late that. July. That's when it was last time, I think. When was Fight for the Fallen last summer? Do we know we, that that's happening? Because they did run a promo for the September fifth event. That's um, all out. Yeah, but they ran a promo. There was, there but, was no, but fight. They they announced that Brian Cage is getting the title match at, at Fighter Fest. Fest. Oh, okay. They, yes. Okay. It's very. Yeah. They made that very. And um, they, and to, they, to me, the bigger problem than than this is simply that I do think that Brian Cage with with especially with Taz is really dope, and this just feels like you're, you know, he's a monster, monster of, of the week. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. That that to me is the problem. I think you tell me that Brian Cage comes in and by the winter. He's the world champion? Yes. 100% yes. Um, but assuming he's not winning this, then it feels like you're bringing him in to immediately fail, and then what do you have? You don't have the machine if he's going to lose his first match. Uh, but, but it well, worked out really well for Lance Archer, so all's good. Um, well, I, I was just going to say that. Like, I think it speaks to what Glenn was saying. It was just like, if you just keep piling these guys in there, you just got a bunch of guys that aren't stars. And what do you do with them all? And and and, and I, I, you, you have two hours of TV a week. Yes, they have that other show, but until it's on TV, it's meaningless. So, like, what do you really do, like, with these, with all these people? <laughs> like, nobody is is gaining anything right now, other than the guys that were already over. You know? Yes. Like, that's yeah. that's the reality, and that's why it. it well, it's, except it's for all the bad. guy that you're making be over that wasn't over. <sighs> It's just Cody right. Rhodes. So, well, but he, well, hold on. he was over. Let's let's not no, he pretend wasn't he was over no. before this. Before what? Before before AEW was a thing. 
Sure he was. He people were packing to see Ring of Honor, New Japan. Okay, like, okay, okay. Whoa, like, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ease, ease up on are. that. Do not pretend like there were bigger crowds at Ring of Honor events because Cody Rhodes was there than they had been normally. Yeah. I went to that. I, I think the, they were the, but exact the idea same that crowds. Cody Rhodes was not a he's thing before AEW. He the company. That's the only reason he's over. I he's disagree not... with that. I, I strongly disagree with that. But you can't compare him to Jericho or Moxley. No, I'm not comparing him to Jericho and Moxley. No, but th- that's but my to say point, that he's though. over right, because, because they made AEW a... is wrong. But like that's wrong. He's over like he is because right, of AEW. Right, he is 100. You know, I, I, maybe Brandon, whatever your wording might be, Brandon's point is there. This is what's happened. What exists with Cody is different two, for two different reasons. One, the first being because he's the guy that gave everybody AEW, and so that created a larger than life appreciation for Cody that did not exist before when he was an appreciated guy that was working indies okay, and okay, indie fans okay, okay, like that's him. fine. If, he, if, you're, if you're framing it like that, okay. They, yes, that's all I'm trying to say. I, 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 I thought you were I'm more saying up. because of what happened in AEW, he's that. Because they're no, pushing because him. because of back. the existence of it. Okay, okay. Now, there's a secondary part of it. And again, I don't. I hate the fact that this is what the show is becoming, but my God, it's hard to ignore. Um... <laughs> The next level to it, and and the funny thing being, like, I can't figure out which of the two things that happened on set, and you could say three. The only reason why I won't include Dustin beating Sean Spears is because it's, who cares? it's easy to say who cares about any of that. It does. It still makes it's it's not like that's okay, but in in context, that everybody on the planet has forgotten about that match. Nobody cared about it to begin with. It's stupid, but whatever it happened. He didn't go well, over Sammy Guevara. Right. Move well, forward. We do, we do. We do need to say one thing about it, though. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but it did kind of scare me for the future because they definitely were like, we're playing up the fact that like he's n- like, th- like if that what you're afraid of is that we're getting like, more Dustin Rhodes. Oh yeah. You know, if, like, if, we- if that's what you're afraid of, we already know the answer. We're getting way more Dustin Rhodes. That's happening. Yeah. He's going to well, go well, on a retirement so, tour. Like uh, it's there, There's going to be a lot of Dustin Rhodes in our li- lives So check this forward. out. After we taped last week, I listened to... I'm a few b- weeks behind on like all the podcasts I listened to, and I listened to the AEW podcast, which is actually really, really good. It's uh, Tony and Aubrey Edwards interview someone every week. And um, the one with Dustin, uh, he mentioned that there's like this whole other character. So like you know how he paints his face half half and whatever apparently the unpainted side is the natural the painted side is the unnatural and that is a character that he hasn't done yet Ah, so we're getting this whole fucking thing awesome can't wait great dope but nobody cares so we move on right like (laughs) it just just sucks that that's gonna be like oh it's definitely happening we're getting way more roads in our lives yeah now i can't figure out which of these two things that occurred is more unforgivable because we all know in this circle what a disaster it is that, that they did this whole thing with the TNT Championship just to have Cody win it and wreck Lance Archer in the pro. It, it's insane. It's, yes. it's stupid. But somehow, We've had that conversation. <laughs> somehow, the easiest thing to get right might be worse. They were moving forward with the inner circle being a thing that was <laughs> apparently... Entering into something really fucking significant. They were moving forward (laughs) with these guys in not even the elite, but the elite and their buddies (laughs) as not being a thing. 
And immediately, the first thing we see the next night is it matters zero to these people what happened and the outcome of that match. They don't give a flying fuck. And yet, for some reason, the fucking elite are the ones that win this match. And it's... I, like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And I don't want to believe that this company is nothing other than Cody Rhodes and his buddies. I don't want that to be the case. I so desperately want to be wrong about this and want everybody else to be able to look back and say, boy, you were stupid. And when we were just gung-ho and in love with AEW, we were right to be. But what the fuck is that? What is that? I guess the one big question is, is the inner circle really a thing? Because they're immediately moving into a feud with non-wrestlers. They're still a, an entity. <laughs> they're an entity, but like the fact they're moving into a feud with non-wrestlers makes me really wonder if they're a thing for long. If they're a thing in wrestling. Well, or if I they know this much. So, They've already been around four days longer than the other group of five. Now go. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Like, Aaron, I, I, shut up. The, the you're pre- wrong. The premise there of they're a thing. I don't know if they're a thing. Aaron, you're just making a straw man argument that doesn't exist. We already have our answer. They're a thing four days later. The other group isn't. Try again. Look, I'm not defending it. I'm more just saying that one thing. Uh, I'm concerned about the inner circle, too. I'm not. For what it's worth. Not not in that I'm not concerned. At some point, the inner circle was always going to break up. It was always going to have to happen. Like, we are going to get to that at some point. The inner circle but Jer- wasn't Jericho going to exist is Jericho, forever. so whatever happens there is going to be fine. Right, that's the point. Like, the point is... What- I don't know if everything that happens there is going to be fine with th- with this. But with 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 I, well, first of all, I have no idea what to make of what happened on Wednesday night. Everybody else in the world is excited about it. I I am not. I, I are people excited? Like, that they're, that they're was the most Jericho negative I've Tyson, right? I'll, yeah, I mean, but I, I guess I, have not I don't seen, know. It seems like AEW fans overwhelmingly, for the first time, are very uneasy about something. I did not get that sense. I got the sense more of holy shit, this is cool. This is a big deal. That was the sense that I got um, in the wrestling community, and that's that's it. I, I don't think it's. I don't know. I have no idea what to make of it. Um, it if if this is going to, I, boy, we're we're separating two different things again, right? right. Like we're moving too far. I, I can't. What whatever is happening, if you have the elite win that match, it has to matter somehow on Wednesday. It has to matter to the elite that they won that match. It can't be completely fucking forgotten four days later. And obviously the inner circle is better at everything. And yes, I did very much just order my inner circle stadium stampede <laughs> championship shirt. I don't know why they're 50% off. And you human beings are insane. If you haven't already gotten yours, um, they're $12 and 50 cents. Pur- the shirts that they had on, on Wednesday. It's night like show, the Super Bowl champion shirt. Oh, those shirts are available right now on the AW shop that say inner circle stadium stampede champions. How, how are they still available? How have they not sold out, especially at a 1250 price point? I would have paid. I'm buying buying mine right now. I would have paid double that amount for my shirt. Let me make that very, I mean, like double the original amount. They didn't have to make it 50% off. They could have made it 50% more, and I would have paid it to get that shirt. Well, isn't Um, that the whole gift? Make it fifty percent off on purpose, right? Because it's the well, loser yes. shirt, I guess. But what I'm saying is, they could have made it more, and I would have paid for it. Um, that being said, that it, you can't do it 
You can't pretend like the thing that happened didn't happen. And you can hide behind, well, we had the inner circle adjust, and we had the inner circle... Inter no, it has to matter something to the victor of the match. And this is a far bigger problem that, that exists within AEW, where MJF won the match of matches, and it doesn't matter. You're, you're having people win things, and it doesn't matter for shit. And that's a problem well, throughout professional wrestling, but it's a real problem when you position yourself as the company where that shit wouldn't happen. Here's, and, and to, to add on to it, here's the other thing. You're having this number one contender battle royal for the TNT title, yet Cody is openly saying, well, actually, I'm going to be defending this every week in an open challenge. So if you don't win this week, what, what, what does it matter? Yes. Just get your shot next week. Exactly. And if, I, if I'm MJF, why would I have to enter into a battle royal? I beat you. <laughs> like, you I, I'm going to, I mean, you know whoever walks out next week was going to have been in that battle royal. This is so insane. I, I mean, like, this is... I, I, I really do. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And I don't want it to over... I know how cool the stadium stampede was. Again, I ordered the shirt. I've now ordered one more shirt than I have in WWE for a little while, right? Like, so I can recognize that. But this other stuff, the thing where we're all just pretending like it doesn't exist and it's not real and it isn't a problem, or, like, they aren't throwing 50 tag teams into a picture and ignoring the tag team championships in the process like what what is going on Th this is the stuff that you say you hate and you're just willing to pretend like it doesn't exist because it's happening in AEW and not in WWE we've got to hold them to the same standard this is no good there's there's easy like nothing you did this week couldn't have been either the exact same or better by having the inner circle win that match on Sunday. Everything is better, and in no ways does it hurt everybody else involved, because everybody else involved forgot it happened three days later. Plus, it was such a crazy match. It's not like the winner, you know, like, you can easily I, play it off as I, long as you play it off. I, I, the only way that I disagree is that the inner circle is the perfect team to celebrate that. Well, but, that's, but I'm saying you can play off a loss as long as you play off the loss. You can, right? But, no, but, but, that's, but that's what I say is they're ignoring it. That's they're, the problem is they're ignoring it. Well, they're not. The inner circle didn't ignore it at all. Like, they addressed it. Okay, the, okay, excuse me. The elite has ignored the results. Correct. And it's yes. definitely far easier to ignore a loss than my, it should my, be my, to ignore my, a win. My just point is that a, a loss would not have hurt them in any way. Correct. In any, They're not a yeah. thing. They're not. They don't exist. I don't know when those five individuals are going to interact together again. That's the point of this. They're supposed well, they're a, to lose. They're a, they're a thing on the internet, but they're not a thing on the not show. Not those five. Those five aren't a thing. Well, right. Not the elite. Elite. On being the elite. The elite is a thing. Yeah. Matt Hardy with those guys is just Matt Hardy with those guys. That's what set yeah. this up so perfectly. It was, it was perfect to do it this way. This is nuts. This is insane. This is unforgivable. And again, once you decide to do it, it has to matter in some way. And it didn't. And that makes it so much more unforgivable where instead we could have had the inner circle gloating and spraying champagne. And, and that's what brings out Tyson. And that makes so much more sense than what they did. This is, is convoluted and bizarre. And I, no, I don't. I think nothing of any of this. Like, I, I, if you have somehow gotten Mike Tyson to agree to do 
some sort of match at some point. Like if if his comeback was about this and not about getting in a boxing ring again, then I, I'm not going to pretend like that's not you know good on you. Again, it's the type of thing that people would criticize if WWE did it, but. I get it. Like, I get it. It's going to get you a lot of attention. And frankly, way more than Tyson Fury ever would. It was a top three story on ESPN.com today. So, and part of it is because less, you know, less stories course, in general. Right. But that's a part of it. No, it's Mike Tyson. Mike, 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 right. Mike Tyson is the Michael Jordan of boxing. You know, yes, like, right. He's, he's an American icon. Like, this is, yeah. this is one of the most significant pop culture figures in the world. If you're getting him to come in and work any sort of match, whether it's him and his boys against the inner circle, or whether it's just him versus Jericho, whatever it is, um, having Mike Tyson involved in a match is a really big deal for AEW. That, again, all of the wrestling sycophants are supposed to hate. They're supposed to hate that. You're not supposed to want outsiders. You're not supposed to be wanting anything like that because it's going to be shit. We all know that. But it's a big deal for AEW, and in the same way that I understand it for WWE, I'll understand it for AEW because I'm willing to measure them both by by the same standards. Correct, um, and I li- I like how Glenn's taking my bit because <laughs> you it's it is no, 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 it's I just, exhausting. I'm right? not. I, I don't tell everybody I hate them though. I don't tell. Them <laughs> you that. hate them. I never said that. No, you said, said some pretty them. fucking extreme things after that first show in DC. You were <laughs> fucking. Go back and listen to that tape. Of the show we did after that first show in D.C. You were all over them. It was about the fans, though. It wasn't about the, the, the show. I understand that. But what I'm saying yeah. is, like, I we need to hold them to the same standard. And, yes. and I'm willing to. I'm willing to hold them to the same standard. I think everybody else needs to. Um while we're airing grievances, if I don't know if we're getting well, back I, to I, good before I, grievances, I do want to. There, there is one more. I think really bad thing about the way okay, they did the whole Jericho Tyson thing. Okay, let's talk more about that then. Let's talk more about what this is and okay. and 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 any of it that that works beyond just accepting. Hey, it's Mike Tyson, so we'll just deal with whatever it is. Setting this up based on a largely forgotten segment that happened. On, like I had no. Yeah. I, I vaguely remembered it when they brought it up, but this wasn't, you know, Hugh Jackman was a more relevant celebrity guest than Mike Tyson in that era. I, I mean, I could pick 10. I remember the Bob Barker Jericho bit way more than I remember the Tyson yeah, Yes, Jericho obviously bit. the first the first Tyson thing was extremely No, yeah, yeah, but but they, they specifically said, Correct. you know, Jericho right. wants revenge from right, 2010. Right. Jer- like, Jericho yeah, was that's Robert bad. Tyson was a celebrity guest on That's Raw. really bad. Yeah. Um, yes, it is to some extent, but at the same point, I can't believe I'm about to do this. If we're being honest, after you got through the initial year or so, Chris Jericho's moment should be motioning more towards this type of stuff. At some point, you do have to address where he is in his career. You sure. do have to address the fact that you need younger performers to be getting the real spots. And this is the type of way that you can use them. Again, it's but very... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the match. I'm talking about the way they set it up. I understand that. So give me... Do you pretend you, like you, that never you, existed? You, I can, don't... you can bring it up, but they didn't interact on AEW before he comes out and, and details this thing, this segment that happened in WWE. I don't well, like the fact that they're unless it's a major like if you tell me that you're bringing people with major past that everybody remembers over in WWE and basing a feud around that that was established fine 
when you're talking about building something off of a largely forgotten segment that happened in WWE, I have a problem with that instead of creating well, your own build. Well, let's hold on for a sec, because let's, let's look at it another way. If you look at it in another way, um, it, you know, I, I think sometimes, and I'll include myself in this, sometimes whenever we're, we watch a lot of wrestling, we read about a lot of wrestling, and we're sort of in this bubble of talking about what is being written and not what we see, I think sometimes it's easy to not see what they're doing and sort of what is, you know, a lot of people say like work yourself into a shoot. In other words, like you're, you're not allowing yourself to get worked by what they're by the work. And if you look at it in a way that like, that's the whole point that this was like a completely irrelevant bullshit thing. And that's who Chris Jericho is. That he's, this this guy who's going to bring up some bullshit thing that you don't even remember, but he's been stewing over it for, you know, 10 years. I, I think it works in that sense. Like, I think if you step outside and you say, okay, why are they basing this whole angle around some bullshit that we probably don't remember? Yeah, it seems kind of dumb. But if you look at it within the scope of the character, like, he would do that. It kind of makes sense. Here's what I'll say. I, I'm going to end up... Aaron might might win me over a little bit here. I think you're right, Brandon, but I think they could have done that next week. Sure. Um, I, I think where Aaron might win me over a little bit on this is, and this goes back to what you did and it, why it would have made way more sense. If you, if you have Tyson interrupt a heelish inner circle celebration at the end of the night and set up something with big-time face Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho... And then you dive into Chris Jericho's psyche next week. And he says, by the way, I haven't forgotten about this shit. I think I like that better. I do. Yeah. I think it's, I, the, it's basing it off of it. That's the problem. Yeah, I do. I think there's something to be said for that. The, the premise to introduce Mike Tyson was Sammy Guevara saying, I'll give you anything in the world. And Chris Jericho, who had had no interaction with Mike Tyson during, you know, the, the last couple of days saying, I want Mike Tyson's head on a platter because of this thing he did in 2010. Except for, except for the fact that he was mentioning it on commentary. Whenever he was on commentary and they announced that But Tyson again, you're, you're, you're still, again, for me, the premise is that it's wrong. You shouldn't be basing it off of this small segment on the other company. See, Glenn, Glenn you're saying something different than what Aaron's saying. You're saying they could have introduced it a different way. He's saying they shouldn't base it around this at all no I think, no, no 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 when i say base it i mean that is the basis right that was how we were introduced to jericho tyson instead of jericho tyson being introduced as its own breathing thing in aew and then revisiting they're saying this is a continuation history. of a wwe feed. right um yeah I, it, look you can say it's it's minutiae right and somebody might argue that but i i guess what i'd say is it it didn't bother it didn't bother me as much as other things about that in in the hindsight is twenty twenty. If I could go back and rewrite it, I think I am. I would line up with you, Aaron. That that would be a better way to do it. I don't think it's unforgivable. I don't think it's as unforgivable yeah. as. Oh, what, but, you know. and by the way, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just trying to say, like, I'm just trying to give you a window on you guys a window on how I think about this. Yeah, stuff sometimes. I get it. I'm like, when I right. think something's real bad, I try to like see like, okay, but like, am I just thinking that because? I can't enjoy these things anymore because I know too much or I read too much or like, 
you know, so I, I try to like see like, no, okay, I, well, I, how would someone who doesn't know anything look at, or just a regular fan who just watches the show and that's it? Like, how would I think if I were that person? You know, it's just hard to do, but like, you know, so I was trying to feel like, I, I was trying to think like, well, maybe there's a way that this isn't, I don't know. I, I try to think about a lot of things like that. Obviously, <laughs> I, I hit a brick wall doing that a lot of times because, uh, uh, you know, I, we're, we're, I think we're usually 60% right on this stuff, like, even with our perspective, but, like, I don't know. I, 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 it, it is interesting to talk to, like, my brother who doesn't read the internet and doesn't really, like, pay attention to who's signing where. Just We'll just turn on the show every now and again and offer his opinions on it. But Which, by the way, I think I told you guys, like, he really liked um, the first episode of Dynamite he saw. It would have been the one where the hardcore tag match was at the end, where they ran over Sammy Guevara with the cart. Okay. Oh, well, that was, you know, that was one yeah, of the best things wonderful. they've done in forever. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, it's one of the best things we've seen in professional wrestling in an eternity. Yeah. So it's just, it's just interesting because he doesn't know all the Cody stuff and, you know, that we talk about. So he, he actually, he likes Cody. You know, he thinks he's pretty good. Um, you know, it's, it's just interesting to talk to people that don't have the same perspective as us sometimes. Again, you know? from from a from an outsider perspective, the 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 character they've made of Cody should be bulletproof. The problem is, again, everything that we know, right? And and that's what makes it so unforgivable. I just don't want to spend any more time on. Like I've said everything that I can possibly say about Cody. This is complete horseshit. Them trying to wait meet it even more by by doing the you know he's going to defend the belt. Challenge. I mean it's just especially when half of the pro like that that's to me more and more the like the problem that is Cody is the one thing but they're not presenting him as a face they give him no. face lines but like everything he does and half the things he says feels like they should be coming out of a heel's mouth uh, I, I, and and I that's well, plus it's hard, it's hard to see that it's hard to see him fighting a bunch of heels for this title. Right? Cause well, I mean, the, the, the first one. The first uh, one yeah, is a right. face. It's Jungle Boy. I mean, well, like... But it feels like that's who the... That's who's going to be vying for this title is, like, guys like that, you know? Like, and most of those types of workers... I mean, I guess you've got Kip Sabian and you've got... But, but a lot of the, like... You know, obviously they want this to be like the worker belt or whatever. Yeah, they, they, like, they want this to be like John Cena's little bit. Yeah, yeah. And... Most but who was who was that people. good? I, I want I want to go back to that for a second because that's the obvious comparison to this. Who was that good for? Um, it helped get Kevin Owens and Cesaro over to an extent. Uh, largely, Owens, it helped Cena. That's that's who it helped. Yes. Let's let's not yes. kid ourselves. Largely, it helped Cena. It, it helped did John help a Cena. few people, but I, largely I it was think for you're Cena. really pushing that to suggest it helped anybody else. The 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 Owen stuff had started before that, right? Like no, 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 no. No, that, he answered it. He answered the challenge. Was that the first time he showed up? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a match. Basically, he was saying the open challenge. Kevin Owen. The first time we saw Kevin Owens on the main roster, he came out and said, "I could challenge right now, but I'm doing this on my time. I'm a prize fighter. I'm doing it." Well, on no, the he said he said my title's better than well, and, and that as well. Yeah. yeah. And he so stepped they, on right, the US they had an interaction, and that's sort of how the NXT title, and that's sort of how it went from there. I yeah, I mean, you can you okay, so you can make an argument for Owens. I don't think you can make that argument for Cesaro. I just don't. well, Cesaro was getting that push, and then he got injured. So that that's the one caveat. There. Yeah, maybe it, it, it I, did do something for Cesaro because they they had him do the suplex where he picked up Cena from the apron, and it's kind of that all anyone was talking about. 
Um, but like, you know, hey, uh, I, Stardust got one of those matches. Cool. Uh, exactly. Cool. <laughs> I wonder where he got this idea. Yeah, cool. Right? Cool. Uh, um. <laughs> but no, to, to me, as much as we, we complain about the actual mechanics of it, just the presentation of Cody is more and more driving me so crazy. Bad. Again, he, so he can't bad. win a match without interference. He's not a face, period. So End of story. Everything is bad. It's but, very... By the way... And this one, by the, the way, um, and this one was, was worse than all of them because it would have been easy to justify interference in this match, right? Like, you could have just justified it fairly easily. You didn't. You just, like... You you have Lance Archer uh, expose the turnbuckle, but then it doesn't even help him. Like you right. you 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 didn't justify any reason why Cody needed to get help in, in this instead match. Of, instead of Arn going after Jake, Arn went after Lance. Correct. Like he just cheated. That's it. That's all that happened. They just cheated. This is horseshit. It's okay. We're not doing any more Cody. I can't. I can't do any more Cody. I've made it very clear. If we did power rankings of all characters and all of professional wrestling, Cody would be at the bottom and no one would be close. It's the worst character I have seen in eternity in all of professional wrestling. Now, how do we, what do we do? Mike Tyson shows up with, with these, these guys with heels, by the way. Well, heels. Not, not. They're all heels. Nah. Yeah, yeah. You're not telling me Suda wasn't known as like a professional heel in uh, UFC. That's it's such a different world, man. I know, I, I know, it's a different world, but it just it struck me that all of these guys were the guys who people love to boo. I hear you. Sugar I, Rashad Evans. I know. They love to boo. Him. I know, but the, it, the the problem to me is bigger than that. It's a twofold problem. It's that they on the broadcast crew only recognized Cejudo and really didn't like tell the story of why any of these people mattered. They named Cejudo. They named Vitor Belfort. That's it. That's all they named on the broadcast crew. They just kept referring to them as Mike Tyson's goons, which, and they might not have known who they were. That's a bigger JR. Issue. JR almost certainly knew. I, it's not even about if you don't, you need to tell them. <laughs> like, right. Right. Yeah, write that down on a like, piece of paper. It's, These it's, are the guys it's, coming out. It's that well, simple. I mean, it, it plays into a bigger, you know, a bigger problem I've been noticing. But I don't want to sound too negative on AEW just because I shit all over the show already. But like, I do think there is some value in some loose scripting, and I and, and there's there's been moments over the past four or five shows i've watched including the pay-per-view not major things not like oh my god this is so bad type things but things that i noticed that i'm like you know what this p- particularly commentary particularly commentary like these things would be a little tighter if they had notes as to who some people were or why some people were doing certain things that the commentary was not able to explain, which happened several times on the pay-per-view. I wish I would have written down, because I, I just had this thought over and over again. I'm like, you know what? Like, if you had some prep, you would know why. Like, a couple times the commentators are, I don't know why they're doing this, or I don't know why they're doing that, or, you know, well, maybe it's, yeah, just a few times like that. It's like, maybe they could explain better the story that they're trying to tell in the ring if they had some prep to tell them what story they're trying to tell in the ring. Not necessarily, like, ruining it with like you know meticulous scripting but just like something to help these guys out and and i did feel like 
they didn't know who those people well, and were. They, and again, it's fine if they don't. I mean, like, so let's be truthful about this. So is the only one that's been relevant of late. Like, it, it, like it's been a minute since any of these other yeah. guys have been significant. Now that being said, if they were really only there to be Mike Tyson's goons, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. And in fact, they actually did the right thing, which is to not make too big of a deal out of who the guys were that were there because they were just the four guys they could find that week that could show up and, and be Mike Tyson's toughs, right? Like, yeah. acknowledging particularly Cejudo and Belfort, although Rashad Evans is probably on the line of Belfort. They were both pretty significant figures at a point. Um, at a point, yeah, but again, not in a decade. Right, correct. Um, Cejudo is the only one that's been relevant recently. So, like, if you're going to recognize any of them, that's a smart one to recognize because he has been super relevant. If you just want to make it a big deal that these guys showed up, then sure, announce them. If yeah. they're only there for one week to be Mike Tyson's toughs, then like, okay, I, it's not that big of a deal. And that's what I'm struggling with trying to figure out from this. Is this just a bunch of muscle that we got on a show for one week and now they disappear and the Tyson Jericho story is the relevant one moving forward? Or are these guys somehow part of the equation, which dates back to what you're saying, Aaron, which is, again, who's really the face or the heel if these are the five guys and these are the inner circle, it's we know who'd be cheered. I like the inner circle. That it's a it's a weird spot, man. And again, it's a bigger problem because of how you introduced it. Because the truth is, the story that you were telling at the end of the night on Wednesday night was kind of a beautiful story about friends and teammates who are willing to like stick up for each other despite the fact that things haven't always gone the right way. Truth be told, they were the faces in that moment. But, but, yes. and, and that's probably not a bad move. I mean, it's probably what they should do if that's if this is what they're doing, right? Ah. Like, I mean, if if they get the crowds back, I mean, the inner circle, one hundred percent, is going to be the crowd favorite in this situation. But I, again, unless nobody is, is going to cheer Mike Tyson over Chris Jericho, that is not going to happen. I don't know about that. I one on one, uh, one on I one, I could see a world positive. I think Mike Tyson's America's sweetheart. Yeah, I think you're I ignoring know. how wildly popular Mike know. Tyson is. Like again, in a one on one scenario, the five of them know. Yes. But in a one-on-one scenario where it's Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho, you're still going to have everybody sing along to, to to Judas when Chris Jericho comes out. Like it's not like suddenly wrestling fans are going to start hating Chris Jericho. But I think you're. But don't you think these wrestling fans are going to be reacting negatively to non-wrestler guy? I, I think they should be based on the standards they've set. I don't think that they will. Mike Mike Tyson is, again one-on-one. It's if now if it's everybody else, yes, inner circles one hundred percent the faces, and it will be overwhelming if this is a four-on-four four or five-on-five. Like Tyson will get cheered when he's in there, but none of those other guys will because right. no one knows who they are. And if they do, they've been largely trained to boo them. Um, I, look, I don't know. I, I don't really want any of it. <laughs> That's right. part of the problem here. Um, this is, I, of course, I, at this point, if we don't get any of it, then what the hell was the yeah, point? Oh, uh, well, other than you had, right. Mike, you had Mike Tyson around and you wanted to do something. Oh, with them. I a hundred percent believe this is going somewhere. I just, I, I don't think they just do this to do it. I think, you know, it was the main event segment of the show, right? Well, what I'm, what I'm worried, I don't know how much that. I'd, I'd have a problem with it if it, if there are no plans to go anywhere with it. I'm, I'm, yeah, me too. I'm worried that what it really is is Mike Tyson introducing those other guys because there is Ooh, definitely yeah. more money to be made for Mike Tyson to go fight anyone in a boxing ring than there is for him to be involved with AEW. I'm worried. Well, he can do both. 
Um, Tyson by the way, if, it's, if, if this is an introduction for Cejudo in particular, I don't know if I have a problem no, the, with that. Cejudo specifically, of course not. Yes. It's dope as shit because he's a great wrestler. And um, a good talker. And a good talker. Cejudo specifically would be amazing if that's what it is. I'm, I'm worried. I'm going to make the comparison to uh, when they tried to get Mickey Rourke and couldn't. And rope doped you into believing that Chris Jericho yeah. versus three dudes was the Chris Jericho Mickey Rourke program that they had been building that never came about. I'm nervous that this is a rope dope, that this or bait and switch, that this is we want you to be invested in this, but Mike Tyson is not going to risk injuring himself physically when he knows he could be making millions upon millions of dollars with all of these rumors about him going to Saudi Arabia to fight Evander Holyfield or whoever it would be. He's not really going to do that. So we're going to interject instead at Chris Jericho against Vitor Belfort, who's fighting on behalf of Mike Tyson. Yeah, I don't want that. What if it's this, though? You have this, Tyson needs somebody, and it's Orange Cassidy, because they also set that up. (laughs) I mean... Like, I'm cool with that. Like, I've, I like that way better than I do Vitor Belfort. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I mean, that seems, because they also did set yes, up a they, little they bit had the a strange, Jericho Orange Cassidy thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, and, again, that's an interesting. Like, you can sort of do something like that with Orange Cassidy without it necessarily having to set something up, right? Like, that can just be the next chapter in the Orange Cassidy story that he sort of just does, right. you know. Um, I like it better. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like that better, no doubt about it, if that's the way it ends up going. Um, Orange Ca- could, could you imagine the sentence a year ago? Orange Cassidy getting the rub from Mike Tyson. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but it's great. and I, It's I mean, wonderful. I, I would have told you a year ago I was down with it. Like, you know, Orange Cassidy's amazing. Um, that's, that's all I'm worried about, right? Like, I, if it's Jericho Tyson, fine. I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with... If Mike Tyson is just accepted, I, no matter how much money is on the table, I'm not going to box again because I shouldn't, then God bless him. Like, if, if that's all he was ever training for was to do something like this for fun because people have pointed out there was an ESPN story a few years ago about what a nerdy Dusty Rhodes fan uh, he was, and this is just him sort of scratching an itch. Okay, okay, again, I, I think you do it with Jericho, it's fine. I just hope it's not bait and switch i really have an issue with this being a bait and switch there yeah that, that and we do have to go back to last week where we all basically said hey if mike tyson's gonna touch someone this is who it has to be right because we were we were concerned of you know him getting in there with lance archer or cody or whatever you know when we weren't sure how, where that match was going although we all knew where that match was going i mean i don't know why anybody thought anything other <laughs> i have no idea but, why. but i mean like you know i remember we all said well, if he gets physical, it's not going to be with this. If 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 he if he's physical, he's going to want the biggest name guy, which is Chris Jericho. So I mean, like at least that, like I think that makes sense. Like if you're going to do something with him, I totally get why you would. You know, you know, you make fun of the other company for doing it, but whatever. Um, if if you're going to do this, I think it's smart to to have Mike Tyson involved, and you got to do it with Jericho. I I agree with you though. I'm I, I am a little bit apprehensive it's just going to be like him there for some kind of punch or something but not really involved in the match right that it's it just to me it depends on who the guy and it, right if you're saying it's cejudo I, I guess it depends on what you're doing with cejudo right like if you're making cejudo a professional wrestler moving forward which i don't know why that's what he would want to do unless again it's a, it's, a, it's a health thing where he just decided I, it's it's weird 
Um, is, he, is he a is he still an active fighter? Well, he, just, he retired. He just announced like a week his retirement, oh. right? But there was, wow. you know, like there was a feeling of when you wink, nudge, nudge with retirement, which was like, okay, I'm gonna guess this guy fights again. It's, it seems unlikely that he's never gonna fight again. Um, if he's really is there anything with him and maybe with him and um, uh, God damn it, why can't I think of his name? A Hager. Is is no? They're two different. Two, yeah, you know. the the size difference. Yeah, it's wildly Got different. It. Yeah, um, and Cejudo was always UFC. Um, like he went from being right, an, an amateur wrestler Bellator, to right. UFC. Yeah. Um, I I what I'd say is if it's Cejudo, yes, but I would I would say I, I would rather have him. I would rather have him becoming a professional wrestler than being thrown in immediately to, to Chris Jericho in, like, sort of a gimmick. You know what I mean? If well, what, what if it's thro- – it, it, now it just kicks off his professional – I agree I, with I, you. Would, I would just – I would say if he's going to be a professional wrestler, I don't think that's the right way to start his professional wrestling career. I think Fair. I think he needs to do other things to become a professional wrestler um, than just being the answer to a Mike Tyson gimmick. You know what I mean? If he's just doing this to have one professional wrestling match, if this is just a, a pop culture thing, or let's also not forget that, like, is it possible that the cons or TNT or Turner threw some money at one of these guys to say, I, I don't know what that money would be. I'm really struggling with this being a money grab. Like this, it makes sense for Kane or for Tyson Fury to take a money grab because WWE really has money that's coming in from saudi arabia i don't know if if like maybe they threw some money in to get these guys over I here mean, it just, if you're if you're looking for a one-time thing and a reason it's a it's a hey dana i can go be a professional wrestler unless you, yeah, give, me you more money. give me more money and i think and that would that would be if this is a one-time thing yeah that's the I, thing. I, and i would say if that's what this is i think it's better off being a one-time thing right like if 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 he's coming over if it's for cejudo to have one match against Jericho as a way to try to thumb thumb it uh, back in Dana White's nose, then Chris Jericho's a pop culture star and it's relevant. And I get it. I do get that if that's the case, and I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay, we need to talk some WWE. Um, wait, wait, wait. There's one more big thing oh, for God. AEW right. we have to talk about before right. we get there. Oh, we well, I, I there, I, I. By the way, and I should have. I alluded to this last week. I said it a few more times. It's so painfully obvious how bad they need to introduce the trios division. They have such a fucking glut now yeah. of tag teams. They need to introduce the trios division. It's so logical. It helps clean all of this up. I, I don't know. I, I, I was convinced that was coming, but I was convinced that was coming a while ago, and it hasn't come yet. So I, I don't know if I still believe that I'm convinced that it's coming. It needs to come. They need to go the trios routes. Yes. But there is a glut in the tag division because another big tag team entered the right, fray. The FTR. Um, yes. Cool. I mean, like you know, I, I like those guys a lot, so I'm I'm on board. Uh, like the spiked pile driver, that's fun, especially yeah. in a company with Arn and Tully. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I like throwing them in with the Bucks. I mean, that's that. You know, I. We we throw around dream match too much. I don't know that I'd call that a dream match, but it's cool as shit. It's a match we've wanted for a while. Yeah, it's 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 dope as hell that you would get the the you know FTR the revival whatever you want to call them, and and the Bucks. That's a that's a that's a fucking great match. I'm all I'm all in on that. Um, Do either of you have a problem when they win the title at the next pay per view? I don't think they will because I think the pay per view is Bucks and FTR, so the tag titles won't be on the line. So when are they going to defend the tag titles? No, no, no. Oh, 
the tag titles aren't on the Bucks. I know. Yeah. I'm saying when when is the oh, company they, they, gonna def- have a tag title match? I think they didn't they name number one contenders. Yeah, they, the best friends won the match. They today. did. They're gonna. They, it's, so we know it's best friends and. So and that ne- happens at Fighter Fest. I thought we yeah. didn't they announce that was next week. Did they? Didn't they announce two title matches for next week? One oh, being I the U.S. That. Championship match and the other being the tag championship match. I thought. Wait, what with? With Havoc oh, and no, they uh, did. Sab- You're exactly right. It's Havoc and Sabian for the belts next yeah. week, and then best friends at Fighter Fest. You're absolutely right. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Right. So, okay, but like, I'm not really counting Fighter Fest because that's not like their quarterly pay per view. Like, okay, th- so if 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 you're telling me that it's at the Labor that Day that revival pay-per-view. beat the box at Fighter Fest, oh, 100 percent happening, right? And then go to face, um. Yeah, I don't really. You, you beat you beat the you beat Bucks, Bucks. Fighters Fest. You're number one yeah. contenders. I think that's I think that's a, actually like, it's completely different. One, I think in the in the tag world, n- nobody thinks the revival or what the FTR shouldn't be um, thought of that way. It's right. way different than saying that Brian Cage should be a credible world champion in a major company, a major TV company. He's not. I'm, I'm just asking the question, just because yeah. it's similar to what we were talking it's, about earlier. It's. It's sim- if they were announced right now that they were number one contenders, I'd have a problem with it. Right. If they beat the Bucks, I have no problem with it. Yeah, you beat you beat the Bucks. You sh- you should be fighting for the belts. I guess is what I should be. You know, like you should be in but that. Picture say they win the them though. Do you think that we're still having a problem with too many WWE people just coming in and winning all the titles? Um, it's hard in this case because everybody thinks that these guys should be on top of the world. Like, like I'm when, asking when you guys because it doesn't bother me at all. It, no, like, in like this, this case, it absolutely this, doesn't. I, this I, is, yeah. I would make this comparison to what I said about um, Chris Hero, right? Like that the story that we feel about these two guys in particular is how badly WWE fucked them up. That they're not WWE guys. Like that the WWE did anything but make these guys work. Um now you can argue they're 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 most known for NXT. So if anything, they're kind of NXT guys, right? Is what right. you would say about these two guys in particular, um, which makes them slightly different. And that's still even different than Chris Hero, who wasn't never even got to be an NXT guy. Um, I, I somebody would I lump, see your point, but I have right. no problem with somebody. It in this somebody case. would lump it in, but I would be willing more willing to make a tangible difference here. In the same way that I said I would about Chris Hero, like that I would be more willing to recognize there is a difference in. This guy's story is just what he did in WWE versus these guys are almost they are almost anti WWE. They're almost in spite of WWE. Right. Um, the the other thing is what you said last week, Len, about John Moxley, and that's you can't have a problem with him because he's a superstar no matter where he yeah, goes. There is when a, it comes to tag wrestling, FTR is a superstar right, no matter there, where they there go. There is a difference. And again, I'm not I don't mean to say this, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on 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 Brody Lee or Luke Harper, right? right. But like there's nowhere where we've established that he's that guy. That, right. like, like we've he's never established that anywhere. Um and and so it's far different than than Moxley. Now again, there was a bigger problem with Moxley, which is just that like you can't always have the belts on former WWE guys. Somebody has to win a belt that's your own guy that you developed. Like that's part of creating a company and establishing and, and becoming your own brand. Um, but yes, it is different to Aaron's point. Even within that broader picture, there are different conversations to be had about um, different scenarios. Okay. Um, all right. So now, the week that was in WWE. We start with the most important story of the week, and of course involves us as a show. 
And that is that I spent my Monday tweeting with R Truth. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> I didn't know how to. Um, I don't know if you got how much you guys were following it. But I saw a couple of tweets. Did, was it more than like two tweets from him? It was. It was. I think. I think it was two tweets back from him. Is what it was. <laughs> it was like three tweets from me, two tweets back from him, but in the classy way, right? Like in the classy way that I. Yeah. Instead of trying to be a fanboy, instead of trying to push it, when he originally responded, I just responded back to say, I just want you to know how much I love you. Uh, I don't think I said it that way. i got to figure out the wording. I just want you to know, or thank you for all the joy that yes, you brought to yes. us, or something like I that. Like, what you said. I, I did it in a very respectful, decent way that didn't come off too desperate, but my God was I peeing myself in the process. <laughs> and like... He has retweeted us and, and, and liked things yeah. in the past, but this was an actual back and forth for a little while. And oh my God, I get Cameo now, by the way. So, I've, made so fun what, of, what I've you're totally made fun of everything about you Cameo. Got, you got a response from your idol while AJ he, got absolutely wrecked he by got his idol. Screwed. He got oh, that was screwed amazing. by his idol on Wednesday night. Let me, let me uh, before we get to that, really quickly, I never understood Cameo. Like, I don't, I don't get it at all. I get it now. I totally understand. <laughs> if our truth had a cameo, you want that that's, for your birthday. And it's the only one. I just realized is it like you could get anybody else on the planet that like you could get to do a cameo for me, I'd be like, okay, it's fine, but like it's not really an interaction between me and them, and so it doesn't matter as much. And I guess it's still different because this was an interaction between me and him. But like in that moment, my I felt it. I felt it. I was like, Jesus Christ, if was somebody this on your account or the job It was on my account. Yeah. It was on my account. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to find it. It was it, it was really quick on Monday. It was just it was uh, back. He he sent out a the video of um like the promo that he the, cut about him talking about Gronk, Gronk which was just I so, saw that I saw you. God, I saw it was so fucking that. amazing. Right. And he responded back something simple. Um, just, it was like the hands up thing. Yeah, right, like he responded yeah. back that, and so it was just we just tweeted back and forth. It was it was God, it was glorious. Um, now that being said, <laughs> yes, fans or quote unquote fans back it's uh, performance center guys and that means that we're seeing aj and we presumably will see aj for some time um he got oh <laughs> <laughs> he got so no sold it was even worse than it like i compared no, it, it, was, it wasn't a no sold yeah, sell. it was so much worse than that i compared it to the moment in the simpsons where of course ralph and lisa go to, the, to see crusty live and Ralph, like, Krusty comes over to, to talk to Ralph, and Ralph says, I love Lisa. And Lisa undresses him and says, I wouldn't even given you a Valentine had I not been forced to. And then Bart <laughs> replays the moment over and over again, and we've seen it on the internet. I compared it to that, which is, I, I have never seen someone get Heisman and get stuffed <laughs> the way that AJ got stuffed by Charlotte Flair on Wednesday night. Um, what did you make of him trying to rewrite the uh, narrative? Well, as as I tweeted out, I tweeted out Simpsons Good for My Own. It was, you know, Smithers saying, no, no, they're saying boo urns instead of yeah, boo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, definitely attempted to spin the narrative on Wednesday night. And I did like that he uh, his play on fake news, he said false narrative, which I enjoyed, <laughs> um, that uh, she was actually getting after the other jabroni that was next to him that wasn't showing her the proper respect that he was. The official That's... NXT uh, account said it was him. Mm. There yes. you go. <laughs> mm. Oh boy. Oh also, boy. also, also, um, her her hand wasn't over the face of the other guy. 
Uh, Her hand was perfectly over AJ's face. I mean, there's no coming back from this. Like, there's just no coming back from this forever. Uh, like, he probably... This is sort of like the uh, Trevor Plouffe, Gary Thorne story. Like, he probably has to fight her now. Like, that's the way this goes. <laughs> AJ's going to have to find a way to get into an actual shoot fight with Charlotte Flair. There's no other way for him to get his heat back in his life. This is beyond professional wrestling. As a human... I don't think he can ever be right again unless he gets into a shoot fight with Charlotte Flair at some point. I think that's the way it goes. Um, it's weird, <laughs> like it's them put, really weird. putting up the hockey well, boards. Like it's well. I, let me ask you guys this: What did you think if you compare what they did to what AEW has been doing? What? How do you feel about the difference between? Because I think AEW is doing this way way better. Yeah. Um, there's two weird things, and I'll, I'll start with this. So you, you had that mix of, you know, guys like AJ who aren't known, who aren't characters yet, and then you had people who were legitimate characters, on but NXT, you didn't have right. them That's acting like characters. It. That is my problem I don't. It. And think... I wanted to see if either of you saw yeah, fucking I... Dexter Loomis right. in the front row. Well, although in fact... Well, and we Shotzi. Don't... You had, uh, you we had don't... several people. Uh, you had not uh, as bad. Well, you, you had... You had uh, uh, Jessamyn Duke. No, listen. It's fine if you have people that I know who they are. That's fine. AEW is people that we know who they right, are. But they, but they, they act, act like they're here. They are. Right. They I, can't be. Dexter Loomis can't be standing there clapping. Okay. Like that, that, I, 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 I guess I feel two ways about this. It's not like they really shoo, shoo, put some sort of spotlight on Dexter Loomis, right? Like, he was in the camera you, shot the entire I, show. You saw because it. Because of where he was. I get that. You saw him. But it's not as if they made a deal out of it. It's not as if, and again, as no, I talked about but, before. But don't use them. Don't use him. You only have so you many people have to work with. NXT, essentially, or, well, or invo- involved in major storylines in NXT as this creepy dude. And then he's just smiling and clapping and yelling and shit. I don't know if you know, he's, a, fa- he's a face on NXT. I'm not sure if you've been playing. Okay, fine. Then Justin Duke. No, but he's well, acting. She's, she's not on He NXT. doesn't act like that. That would be like if you had The Undertaker standing out there I, clapping I, and yelling. I, I think you guys That are, would be a great bit, by the way. I actually would be in favor of that. <laughs> Um, I, I, but I think you guys are still, you know, like ignoring a principle that we've talked about a lot, which is that they've made it very clear that NXT. Oh, oh, I know. I'm well, just and, saying, and, and I'm not. I'm not giving it that. I just don't agree with that. Well, and that's fine. And, I, and, and I'm with Aaron. I don't agree about the Jessamyn Duke thing. I, I noticed that too. I, just, I didn't like that. I, 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 I think. Uh, why don't you just put all the baby faces out there, or if you have heels out there, have them in character. Like AEW didn't have this issue. They're all acting like but they, they are like using. The, they are purposely trying to use the crowd in a different way than AEW is. They are purposely trying to use the crowd as a character. You can tell that they had coached everybody up. We need you to react certain ways to certain things. We're trying to recreate in storyline what would happen if we had our fans here. That's, then don't then use certain people. Well, they only have so many people to use. That's part of the problem. Like I, I don't think that that was literally everybody they could use, though. That that's just how many my, more people do you I'm think wrong. they have? Maybe to that use? is literally everybody they could possibly get. Who else do you think they have? I mean, I'd rather see way, Jake Atlas out there. Uh, uh, if you're going to have Jake him cheer Atlas for all the faces. Was, Jake Atlas was out there. I, okay, I then, then then you get all the faces that you know are there. I, I think I think you, Glenn might be right. I think it might have been everybody. Because everybody that I know who they are, literally everyone was there. I mean, it, it's, like, it's seen like... Other than, like, like, main event people. The, the sheer yeah. number of people that were in the but crowd. But I'm saying there, there are people in Performance Center who you don't know. Right, but it seemed like they had to be there too. Like, yeah, like uh, The Rock's daughter was. The, I saw like her. It, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's I saw, seemed like I, I based mean, on the we number. Could ask AJ, AJ, well, you know, 
If if you take away the top NXT stars they didn't have in the crowd, right? Right. And what's left of the NXT roster and and again, specifically people that are available to you right now, it seemed like the number works out that you used all of your recruits and the lower yeah. end of the NXT roster and that's who was in the crowd. And I mean it, it could be if they had more people, they probably didn't want to use guys like Dexter Loomis who are being featured prominently on TV yes, like I'm, that, I, you know. I I think it, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give Vince McMahon credit for anything, but if part of the story really is that he's, and and this is the way that it's been presented, that they are doing this the way that they did it because they are trying to stay within what has been suggested by the, the, the main event's insane, by the way. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this you put up the plexiglass you have them stand apart you don't give them chairs for whatever reason and then you have them dog pile in the ring at the end i don't disagree <laughs> with that i don't disagree with it i don't <laughs> now you know if we're if we're uh, vince doesn't run nxt so i don't know what to make of it but I, I, the reports I, that way, we saw you know that wasn't really nxt though. that was on raw do you know what i really yeah you know what I really wanted oh. to see on oh, NXT yeah. though? Yeah. I wanted I wanted all of the main roster guys to be the crowd. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing if that, that would have been case. wonderful. God, that would have been amazing. Like, no, you no. like Drew McIntyre yeah, and yes. like shoot Seth Rollins, like literally all the biggest names yeah. to, to do the converse of what you did. No, it been, on... that would have been absolutely brilliant. <laughs> like yeah. there's there's no doubt that would have been incredible. I, I don't know. I I, I, I think that there's just two inherent things that are going on. I think AEW wants people in the crowd and are willing to use those people like in storyline and character. I think WWE specifically wants a certain crowd reaction and it has who they have. And these are the people that we're testing. And so these are the people that we're letting be involved. And we're telling them what to do. They're now playing age. Whoever's in the crowd is playing the character of the crowd. And this is what we're going to say. We want you to help us push forward in the absence of having a real crowd. Should they not have Dexter I didn't Loomis? Even, I didn't even feel like they were really doing that. Oh, I felt that a bunch of times. I felt a I, bunch I felt, of times. I felt it more watching AEW than WWE, I where did, they were I, doing the This Is Awesome chants and the um, booing no, that, of the that, heels. That, I, I, I felt, felt that way no, more No, it felt like AEW they were trying to get their own things WWE. over. It felt like on WWE, WWE was very clear. This is what you do. You don't do these types of chants. You don't try to get yourself over in the process. You, you cheer the faces, you boo the heels, that's, that's it. That's what you're here to do. You are here. Yeah, there was some of that. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that with the WWE crowd. It felt very much so like that was their decision and having crowd reaction again is we want it to be very basic, very basic. Help us distinguish to everybody watching who the good guys are and the bad guys are. That's what we want from a crowd. That's the purpose of us having a crowd again is you play the role of of helping us in what it is that we're trying to do in our storytelling. And I'll say this, I think it enhanced a couple of the matches on Raw. I don't disagree Not necessarily all of them, but I definitely think it did enhance, in particular, the Kevin Owens-Angel Garza match. I thought it really was enhanced I, I by the crowd. I do agree. I really do agree. Um, I, I agree, too. Now... I, I just think that they the, the execution was a little off. I mean, it's... Sure. Should they not have had Dexter Loomis out there? I don't necessarily alone disagree with that, right? Like, that one's particularly weird, but it's, it is very much in line with how they treat like what they've done over the years between Raw and SmackDown and NXT, which is it doesn't matter who this person is on NXT. They, they are non-existent in this world, um, and you may not think of them, except for Shayna Baszler, who's an NXT superstar. Um, <laughs> there was also one moment, and this is one of the problems is when they think somebody's a face and we don't. And I, I had 
I can't even think of what it was. At some point this week, there was something going on where I was like, I'm not sure that I agree with how they feel about this situation, and I just can't remember what it was. Next oh, week. it was um, oh, I I think I know what year. Oh, it was the was it the Natalia apology or whatever? Maybe that's what it was. Like there 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 was a very the fans. I think it was the Natalia apology where I was just like. The fans would not react that way. Yeah. There's no way the fans would react yeah, that way. Yeah, there was one of those moments where I was like, the the WWE forced, this is how you are to react. They clapped, they clapped for Natalia apologizing. Yeah. Yeah, that something like that. Would, I, I, that might have been, and if that's what it was, I definitely noticed that one moment. I was like, hmm, here's where I didn't like it. Here's the only spot where I didn't like it so much. Wasn't there also a weird reaction to, like, Lana and MVP or something? There was, like, a weird... I feel like there was a backstage thing where there was a weird reaction too. They yeah, well, they definitely like told the crowd, "Hey, make some noise here!" At one point, yeah, it was like a backstage segment, wasn't it? Like Lana and MVP or something. Yeah, and that might be sounds right. plausible, or or MVP and the Street Profits, something along those lines. By the way, how good has MVP been lately? He's been great, really good. He's been and, great, and I'll take back everything I said. I was I was sort of annoyed how much they were using him. Yeah. At first, but like it seems now that it, I'm, I'm not going to take those comments back because I still think what they did with him initially was shitty and over the top. But like now they figured out where he works best, I think. I think having him just like in four segments in a show was a mistake, but I think that the way they're using him now is good. I think he was legitimately the best thing on Raw, so it's hard to argue with him being in four segments. But he wasn't when he was in four segments. He had that really shitty match. Oh, I, I thought you meant this this past week where he was in no, four no, no, segments. No, 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 Now, yeah, I mean, yes, There's. it's not the same as what... If you remember when he first... When oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, you know, like when he got kicked by Drew McIntyre and stuff. Yeah, this is like... These were like multiple yes. segments that all had one thread through them. Like, yeah, what, the, the times where I was complaining about it, it seemed like he was involved in like four different angles. Or like he had... A piece in like four different things that were not related at all. I I think it's fine if it's like a story that you're telling throughout the show. You know, it's not about how many segments. I guess it's about how many different people he's touching. You know, like this seemed to be more of like a. It's more. It's more focused, and and I I do I do think he's great. Um, are we? I I know I asked this question a couple weeks ago and I was wrong. I we're a. Matt Riddle's showing up on either Raw or SmackDown the next couple days, right? Well, he got taken off of the NXT banner. Okay, so then it's like official, right? Like it's yeah. I, I I wouldn't say official, official, but I'd say it's likely. I, I'd say they 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 need him to to be. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they would benefit greatly from. I I think in particular SmackDown. Well, I remember um, I remember reading something a while back where like they. They purposely thought that they were going to keep him away from Raw because they didn't want him to be around Brock Lesnar. Right. Uh, Makes sense. Not that they have to worry about that right now. I, I don't know. Um, but I will say this. I mean, AJ just went to Raw, so he's. I, I feel like he's going to You mean SmackDown? Yeah. You mean AJ, AJ went to SmackDown? Or, oh, right. Fuck. I can't even get this stuff straight. <laughs> So AJ went to Smith. Okay, well then maybe he's going to Raw. Um, maybe. I mean, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I just... It, yeah, it, I'm, I'm trying to think of the logical spot to drop him in there. I guess it depends on what his character is when he goes up there. And, like, every champion is kind of a face right now. You could have him feud with Seth Rollins, which I have no problem with. Yeah, like, okay. work his way. I'm not saying immediately put him into a program with Seth Rollins, but... What else do you have Seth do for a little while? I mean, you're having him with Ray for a while, clearly. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what right, do. right. My bad. I totally forgot about the retirement. That's exactly what. My bad. My bad. My bad. My brain just utterly crapped out on that. Um, How about Angel Garza going over Kevin Owens? That was weird. It's interesting because I, I also know, you know, looking at the banners, uh, they put Angel Garza in the banner for Raw. Andrade's oh, not on the banner for Raw, but they I put Angel Garza. I think we all know 100% that they've been high on him. Look, and if that's the case, okay, but, you know, I, I tweeted this out at the time. If that's the case, why did Kevin Owens win at WrestleMania? I mean, we'll, be, we'll do this for an eternity, man. <laughs> like, we're going to do this forever. <laughs> like, because results don't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing ever, ever, not ever matters. We don't know that Kevin Owens isn't just going to beat him at Backlash or whatever. Well, if, if, if the idea is Angel Garza is... He didn't beat him clean. Hey, hey, that's fine. you will... Wait Angel a Garza second. the future of Raw, he better beat him again. You will refer to the pay-per-view as its appropriate name, please. Backlash, the greatest wrestling match ever. Pay, pay backlash. That, that's true, too. It's also pay backlash, the greatest wrestling match ever. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I forgot they're calling the pay-per-view that now. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It's absolutely oh, amazing. It's, it's everything we wanted. And they're doing the greatest showman theme with it. Yeah, oh, it's the so, panic at the it's disco, so, greatest so showman. Like, it, it just has to be an inside joke at some point. Oh, like, so wonderful. I don't care. It's wonderful. God, I, I only wish it was Great Balls of Fire, greatest match of all time. Like, that <laughs> oh, would, yeah. it, it, it is reaching Great Balls of Fire level, though, it's, for how ridiculous but it is. That's, is it the, like, I want ridiculous. The logo? It was a great ball of fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want ridiculous. Ridiculous is good. I'm a professional wrestling fan. Give me ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know. You guys You guys walk through. I, I hate doing this. It, it, I still could not separate this week and, and feel like anything. It definitely felt like payback last season again. Like, it just, yeah. it, it, I, I hate doing that. I hate feeling that way. I hate being dismissed. Wait, 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 wait. We have to acknowledge something. Oh, Charlotte didn't win, which is a, a upset. Well, but how, how about she didn't of, lose either? Why yeah. are we speaking of that? Speaking of, the matches are made up and the results don't matter. Natalia getting a title shot after losing uh, twice no in doubt. a row. No doubt. No doubt. I, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. I don't know. No, but, 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 like, why was Charlotte even in that match? Because she didn't take the fall. Because Charlotte has to be on every show ever. <laughs> right. That, that is legitimately the reason. For whatever reason, they believe that's the case. But I'm sure the women's division is going to be fixed by Becky being gone, guys. I'm sure <laughs> that's going to be the case. It's not just going to be the same shit thrown at us constantly. I'm sure that it's be not. Right. We got Oscar Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah, we do. You're right. We've got that. It's definitely Charlotte at SummerSlam. For payback. Though, right? Oh, of course it's Charlotte at SummerSlam. <laughs> or it's. I don't know. I don't know. Or it's all of the belts at SummerSlam. Shana. Whatever it is, I don't. No, know. no. Shayna, Shayna is for whatever they're going to do in between this and whatever the July is. Great balls. This is great balls of greatest match of all yeah. time. That's what right. Is, what's the July pay per view? Do we know there is one? I'll see if there ever was one. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, well, I mean, they, they're headed because they used to do um, Money in the Bank in June. 
But no, they had already moved it to May. That they that I, was a thing. I know. Remember, remember, it was supposed to be in Baltimore. No, remember the July one used to be Battleground because we went to it in D.C. the one year. Uh, it, it's supposed to be Extreme Rules. It was supposed to be in San Jose and Extreme. Oh Rules. Jesus Christ! Ah, yeah, it actually, but, uh, it actually is a logical one to do if you're stuck in the um, performance center. I mean, it really is a logical match to do. Uh, I do like us getting um, Adam Cole, Velveteen in some sort of cinematic match. I do like yes. that. That's a thumbs up. Um, I still don't know really what to make of that situation, but we already had that conversation last week, so I don't really want to have it, it again. It's, it's messy. It's it is interesting. I, I thought for sure it was going to be a if Cole wins, Dream leaves NXT. The fact that it just doesn't get a title shot puts the puts the match in doubt, at least. Um... I mean, like, you're just convinced that – you mean that you think that Adam Cole could still win, that it's not yes. just as simple as – Yeah, no, as, if, if right. it was Dream leaves NXT if he loses, I would have very much assumed Dream was winning. Yeah, unless they just wanted to move Dream to Raw. Right. You know, but, like, I, 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 um, there's a lot of bluster about Adam Cole showing up, by the way, at the, like, post-party for Double or Nothing. Whatever. Which, like, first of all, you're really doing a post-party, really? Like, you're really doing that? Um, secondarily, I his – fucking wife you know what i mean Brett baker was in the crowd at war games who cares like come on man like what are we doing it's such a nothing to be to be worried about um i don't know what else what else was there what else do we need to touch on oh drake maverick moves on so he's in the final now based on where we are now i will finally default to at this point you absolutely have to have drake maverick win uh, like, actually, I, I took the complete, based on how it went down this week, I took the complete opposite reaction, is they're going to use this to turn one of them heel, whether it's El, oh. uh, Iho del Fantasma or it's Kushida turning heel, because you, ha- especially Kushida, you had him get blatantly screwed over in I, that match. Maybe. He's going to, maybe, he's going to attack, and, and it creates nuclear heat, because now not only are you costing Drake the title, you're costing him his job. Yeah, but I kind of, I actually think that... <sighs> It doesn't well, make- the, so the rumor about Phantasma is that he's the one that's att- attacking himself, basically. Right. Yeah. Because he's the so, only so one that never do, gets attacked. And you do taken. that, and and Drake loses in underhand fashion. And that's the way you turn him heel as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm I fine with telling Phantasma turning Phantasma heel. I think the Kushida story makes way more sense if yes. he's a heel trying to win the title from Drake Maverick. But th- I, I just don't understand why you did the screw job finish. He got, I mean, he got screwed two overs. A, obviously, you had the guy tapping. B, he was also pinning him I under- at the same time that Drake I, was pinning I him. I understand that, but he voluntarily said, I'm not going to fight about it, right? Like, he said it now, but the fact that they're pointing it out that it was a screw job Do you job think finish. Regal just puts him into the finals as a triple threat? He could, but I, I think it's set up. When, when Drake Maverick said, you get the first shot at me afterwards if I win the title, oh, right. it makes yeah. way more sense to me that he would wait until Maverick wins, then attack him, turn heel, knowing he gets that match to set something up that way. Like, if you know you're getting a match for the belt, if Drake Maverick wins, why would you purposely try to screw the guy out of the belt? It's fair. I just don't know why you go that far with it if you're not trying to set it up for Drake to win. And, again, I'm with you on... I, I, on, feel, I feel like if you're doing the Drake... Uh, like, this... I'm not going to say hurt the Drake underdog story, but, like... If this is the Drake underdog winning his winning his title back, getting all of these underdog wins, he should have won. 
Uh, I think it sets it up quickly to get the belt right back off Drake Maverick. <laughs> like, I think it sets it up quickly to have a nice story and a nice moment at a pay-per-view and something that people are kind of into. And then you quickly have someone ready to pounce and beat Drake Maverick to take, take the belt right back and move on because there's nowhere else to go with this story after he wins the title and keeps his job. I just think you could you, you could have someone jump right in there. You know, even if you know you have Kushida not be involved in the finish and not necessarily a screw job, but just, you know, he was dominating the whole way. And for whatever reason, basically, you don't have to tap out. Basically, you have it where Drake legitimately just came over and pinned the guy. You don't do the full screw. Well, I think finish. it helps keep look make keep Kushida looking strong. Well, and so well, I'm I'm just saying if he didn't pin, if he never tapped, Kushida looked strong. Somewhat, yes. I don't know. I think so, was- someone is saying someone is saying they're saying we basically want to leave this match with like zero anything on Kushida at all. So by saying he could have won, but the ref didn't see right. it or whatever, then. You don't feel at all like he lost, right? That's that's I, that's the fu- that's the way that I feel about it. Now again, it's weird because you haven't really concerned yourself with Kishida losing in the past, so why now? I don't know. Um, they haven't treated this belt like it mattered at all for a very long time, so why? You I don't start- believe, and I don't know that I believe that they'll treat it like it matters right. going out of this either. Well, Same. unless unless other than again, you need stuff to do. Unless you think there's there's there is something to be gained. From a Kushida Iho program um, towards SummerSlam, and you can accomplish everything else. You can get your Drake Maverick moment. You can get the belt off of him, and then you can have Iho. And now this would mean that he's not the one that's being that's the attacker. Be the face against the heel Kushida going towards SummerSlam. Might as well that belt's probably not on SummerSlam, but whatever that takeover. Unless be SummerSlam becomes a two-night affair. <laughs> <laughs> Make it three nights. Why, Why not? Why not? All right. Um, what, Apollo Crews won the U.S. title. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I like Apollo, so I'm, yeah. you know, I'm down with that. Um, we just hope it's not like every other person who suddenly won a, a mid-card <laughs> title where he's going to lose every you know, non-title match he has. He might defend the title a couple times, but be you know, irrelevant in the second month of his title reign. That's what do you think about print. this? What do you think about this awful title match we're getting at Pay Backlash? Because the two of them versus Oh, I don't know. It, it, it's Pay Backlash season, bro. What do you think you're getting? You're getting stopped Where's Bray shit. Wyatt? It, they're holding off so he can he will probably show up at the end of the match. You know, Braun will win, he's standing there tall and the Fiend will show up and attack him. That's and what's the happening. Cash is in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Man, I'm actually not opposed to that. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> you know, I'm not opposed let, to that. Let me let me throw out a really what do they call that when you when you oh like a bold prediction like when you when yes. when you say like the Steelers are going to undefeated or whatever. What's like the stone cold prediction? stone yeah. cold lock? I don't know what you're trying to like basically like some crazy prediction that I don't really think is going to happen. Oh. But like I'm gonna here here I'm gonna pull a straw here. What if? Otis is possessed by Bray Wyatt. I'm against possession. I'm not against him. Uh, like Bray basically somehow. Yeah, I, I, or... I'm not against of Bray trying to lure Otis in and Otis being, you know, the kind of simpleton and falling into I'm the just thing. Trying to make sense of Otis with the briefcase. I, I, I can't make well, sense. Now that a, now that AJ's on SmackDown, AJ should absolutely be beating Otis for the briefcase at some point. That's absolutely well, he's, what should but be I happening. Think I think I think we're getting AJ Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Title. Sure. Well, how are you going to do that when AJ's got to face The Undertaker? <laughs> I forgot about The Undertaker. I mean, like, the, the man killed him. The Undertaker he has to get is dead. Mark Calloway is going, yeah. like, you can't go back to The Undertaker at this point after the documentary, after he's doing all these media appearances. 
But he's doing them in fairness. They're calling him the Undertaker as he's doing. They they are fairness. calling him, but he's not the Undertaker. I understand that, but they're still referring to him as the Undertaker. They're going I mean, to. It wasn't really the Undertaker. He really wasn't, but match. they still called him the Undertaker, and they're going to keep calling him the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he. I mean, he he was kind of a guy. I I don't think the a. I think we're teasing the AJ Undertaker thing, and it's not happening soon. SummerSlam later. You know, actually, you know what it is. It's, it's the 30th anniversary of Undertaker at Survivor Series. Oh, uh, well, then that's... Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't Glenn know. can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's good. We'll talk to Michael Elgin from Impact, and then we'll come back and wrap it up, all right? Joined now here on the show by a man who is, like, literally running through the world and just kicking everyone's ass. Michael Elgin from Impact Wrestling is with us on Jobbing Out. Mike, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Oh, no problem whatsoever. My pleasure. Dude, how good did it feel to lay out Ken Shamrock the other night? You know, it felt, uh, I have to say, it felt pretty good, you know, for uh, <laughs> somebody who calls himself the world's most dangerous man. Uh, I didn't I didn't think he was so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't treat him like he was so dangerous right? the other night. Dude, you treated him like a friggin' rag doll, man. <laughs> like that is Ken Shamrock, though. Like as you say, the man who causes all the world's dangers. Yeah. But like you know everything that man has done in his life. Um, I I know there's no love loss, but like, is there any ounce of you like this is still cool that I get to do this right now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, as somebody who's followed wrestling as a fan, and and anytime I get the opportunity to do something with somebody that has been doing this for a long time or, or somebody that has, you know, I, I might have watched or disrespected on a higher level. It's always means a lot more to be able to do something with them in the wrestling world for sure. So, uh, all right, so you just had, I, I, dude, the match with Sammy was crazy, man. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that one in particular and, and like, that really stole the show that week. Yeah, you know, I feel that I'm in a position that, Every week, I'm stealing the show. Um, you know, Sammy's been, uh, he was the talk of the town for, for quite some time, but then I came into the company. So, I mean, it was bound to happen, you know. I think there's always going to be, there's always going to be a little bit of ego involved when you're a pro wrestler, and especially when everybody's kind of talking about what you're doing. And I think that his ego was hurt, and... uh when we went into when we went into that match, um, it just was all about who maybe who wanted it more, but also that who uh, wanted to prove that they're the one that deserves to be talked about. So um, I, obviously, I I think I was more determined and uh, maybe a little better. So I'm moving on. That being said, obviously the the follow up not quite as good. How 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 pissed off are you about the Trey Miguel thing? Well, uh, you know, as I said, just about Sammy. You know, there's a little bit of ego involved, and his ego was definitely hurt. So he had to get revenge. And I mean, as, as much as it sucks and as angry as I am, Sammy Callahan just made his bed, and now he's got to lay in it. So on one side. Yeah, I'm angry, but on the other side, I like hurting people. And I have a target to hurt, so I mean, it's, a, it's it's kind of a 
uh, lose then win situations. You know, in, in addition to this, you know, really good tournament, all these great matches, and then the final, even though it doesn't include you, looks great with uh, Ace Austin and Trey Miguel. Just what have the past couple months been like wrestling with no crowd, wrestling, you know, in, in this time during the pandemic? You know, to me, I'm comfortable wrestling with no crowd. And obviously it's a little bit different. Obviously, you know, having fans in the audience is it definitely adds to what we do in that ring. But to me, I just, I'm still wrestling for an audience. It's just behind a TV screen rather than in the audience now. And something happens to me when I, when I get ready for work, you know, uh, it's like something switches in me and I, I become a prize fighter, you know, and, as a pro wrestler, I think we're all prize fighters. We should be fighting for a championship because being the champion means you're the top guy in the company or top girl in the company and you make more money and all that stuff. So that's the prize that you're fighting for. So if you go out there and look like, look, make it look like you are a prize fighter and every win counts and every time you advance counts and then you can just kind of be in that mode that you just go, go, go and it doesn't matter what's out there, you know? Like, and then that is, I think that has helped me be the wrestler I am still within the, the, the whole world of no, no fans. So, um, I kind of enjoy it because I think that this is the time where you're going to see who's really good at wrestling and who's not just because some people are not going to be able to turn that switch on and be who they are without people there. And I think the people that will be able to are the ones that are, you know, going to stand the test of time. Michael, you referenced coming over to Impact last year. You've done a lot of things in this business. Take me through why now, why Impact? Why was this the place for you to be at this moment? You know, I I knew I needed a change. I'd been to Japan for a couple of years. I missed so much of my son's life because uh, when he was born, I signed with New Japan like a month after. And uh, I just I knew I needed a change. Uh, I felt like I was spinning my wheels over there. I felt like I would have these big matches, and the company would praise me for these big matches, but they would come so few and far between, and I just wanted more and uh, started just figuring out where I might want to go, and I... I just watched, you know, the products that were out there that were available to me. And the Impact product, I, I really just enjoyed watching. I felt like the roster was was great. I felt like they were doing a really good job of making the championships important. And like I said, to me, we're supposed to be prize fighters, and that prize is supposed to be a championship. So when a lot of the angles, a lot of the storylines, a lot of the characters are driven towards those championships. That's the kind of pro wrestling I like, and I just felt that impacted that so well that that was where I wanted to be. As someone who's been in a lot of different locker rooms, both, you know, obviously the Ring of Honor in New Japan, as well as you know, a bunch of independents, how does the uh, Impact locker room compare, contrast, how's it different? You know, I think that it's just more of a family atmosphere, you know, and not to say that Ring of Honor or Japan's not, but 
I don't know if there's this weird thing. I just feel like, you know, there's been times where impact wrestling really wasn't at the forefront of the world. And it feels like we have a locker room filled with people who just wants them to be back on top. So we're all working together to outperform not each other, but outperform every wrestler that's not with impact. That's with another company so that people are paying attention to us. So, yeah, you know, I really think the locker room is really great. You know, you mentioned Tessa earlier, and you've obviously interacted, you've cut promos. That It felt like a lot of attention came to Impact because of Tessa getting the belt. What does it do for everybody now knowing, hey, you're dealing with something different? When you cut your promos, when you work matches, th- this is different than anything that anybody else is dealing with in their, you know, th- their own pr- programs throughout the entire sport. How does that raise your game, and and how do you deal with that um, when you're talking about something that's obviously so different than anything else in all of pro wrestling? Uh, you know, it is different, but to me, it's not. You know, I, I think that the, you know, I guess it's been called like the women's revolution of wrestling and stuff like that. But to me, it, it's just another wrestler, and that's not taken away, but. I don't think we should look at, you know, women's wrestling and men's wrestling. Just look at wrestling because somebody like Tessa is just as good as anybody else, male or female in the world. So yes, it might be different and 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 something that nobody else is doing, but in the same token, I'm like, well, this is just a great wrestler that I'm wrestling. So I don't think it makes me change very much. Only for that simple reason that I'm just looking at it like a like a, a world class wrestler rather than a female world class wrestler. If that makes sense. No, no, no. That's cool. Do Do you feel the same way when it comes to intergender wrestling as a whole? You You don't even change your style, and and you know it's obviously been a hotbed issue over, especially over the past couple of years. And what's your thoughts on intergender wrestling? I I think that it definitely has its place, and I know that people like it. Um, I personally don't want to do too many intergender matches. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I, I think it's a great thing. I think that some people are very good at it. I think they're, it's a mix of styles, you know, even with the world-class, like I said, we should be able to look at everybody as world-class wrestlers, not male and female, but the, the differences of the styles I feel is what, uh, is what can make a match good or bad. Um, and that just puts in a whole new array of styles in the fray. So I think some of that's the styles that are going to take a, even a little bit longer to be accustomed for more people. Yeah. But there's some people who are very great at being able to mix styles, so they're having really good matches, like intergender matches. Is part of that so, like the, you're, you're you're a bigger dude, right? Like you know you're 245 pounds, right? Like is is that part of the thing? I mean, that, that, I think that definitely plays into it. And there's also going to be, like, people that think, like, oh, what, you don't want to wrestle a girl? And I, as I said, I've done some intergender matches. I enjoy them. I would like to do some more, but sporadically, because wrestling is, is supposed to tell a story. And that story has to be revolved around the two wrestlers, their styles, their sizes, yeah. and anything that plays into it. So... If I'm wrestling somebody who's 140 pounds, male or female, 
I have to make the match a certain way. So, like, I, I hate, I would hate for anybody to feel like I wouldn't be doing something to the best of my ability because I'm wrestling a female when it has nothing to do with it. And that, what, what I think is what comes with the struggle of intergenerational, because I think there's going to be uh, some people who feel that you're, you know, maybe you're not working very hard or, or something or not willing to do much because you have to adapt to size differences more so than anything else. And that's just to me, but it's not like I wouldn't, you know, take moves or anything like that. Right, right. I just think, you know, it's just one of those things where you got to be, you got to be cautious to make everything really stand out. And I think how you make stuff stand out is if you are wrestling somebody much smaller, if you make them work for something a little bit more than if you were wrestling. If I'm 245 and wrestling a 240-pounder, that's obviously a different platform than wrestling somebody who's much smaller. So that that was my only take on intergender wrestling, and I don't want anybody to ever think that I think poorly on intergender wrestling or think that girls and guys shouldn't wrestle, because as I said, I've had quite a few, and they were really fun and really good matches. And as I said, I think Tessa's doing a tremendous job as world champion, and I think a, a wrestler is a wrestler, world-class mailer for you. I respect that. Uh, Impact Wrestling, every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock on Access TV. He's Michael Elgin, just another minute or two here. Um, Michael, obviously you uh, you whipped uh, a lot of people with nothing better to do in their lives into a frenzy uh, a couple weeks ago on Twitter uh, when you <laughs> said you don't love pro wrestling anymore. Um, for, for people that maybe didn't understand what you were talking about and the impact that fans have, you know, no pun intended, the impact that fans have on the product these days, um, can, 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 you, can you walk us through what it is? And I, I promise we're not in this camp that loses our mind over the, the most innocuous thing that you might possibly say on Twitter. Well, one, people who watch Impact, I'm talking about how I'm I'm better than everybody and how people aren't the same and that I'm a throwback and they don't know how to deal with wrestling anymore. And that's what it was about. And, it, and it's funny that people did get stirred up about it because that kind of proves a point, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Like, to me, to me, there's this big thing about gatekeeping that people talk about. And, and I understand what gatekeeping used to be. Gatekeeping used to be, you know, uh, beat people up to keep them out of the business, kick them out of locker rooms, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, to me, that isn't what it's about. And and even though that tweet was a very character-driven tweet, in the same sense, it's like, well, I want people to have a certain mindset. It doesn't mean that they're going to be the same wrestler. It doesn't mean that they're going to be the same size. It doesn't mean all that kind of stuff. Like People just put that classification, like what's a wrestler supposed to be? Well, you're supposed to be driven. You're supposed to work hard. You're supposed to be determined. Guess what? We're a pro wrestler. That means we have to work out. When we work out to get a better body, that means we have to eat right. If we want this, we need to do that. If we want this, we need to do that. And I feel like some of that is just so lost. Like, I mean, that is what I think. I think that everybody should have a mentality, one, to get better, two, to get in better shape, uh, three, to travel, three, to make some noise in the wrestling world. But I feel that we're in a in a time where 
if you make enough noise on social media, you get booked. But then what happens when you're not on the level? And you get on the level by working hard, by traveling, by getting in the gym, by eating right, by focusing, by, by really working hard. And that is what my actual thoughts are hmm. about stuff. Hmm. But the same people soft is solely... I mean, if you've seen the promos the last couple of weeks, you know, I'm sitting there saying that the world sits out with their hand out waiting for somebody to give them something, but that isn't how the world works. And unfortunately, we are in a time where you can, you know, try out at wrestling and maybe you don't do good. And then if you complain hard enough that, hey, this guy picked on me and wouldn't let me wrestle, then somebody else lets you wrestle and you wrestle, but it's not that. Maybe you just weren't cut out for it. And that's not a bad thing. Not everybody can do everything. Right, right. Not everybody's a football player. Not everybody. You know what I mean? But but I feel like, imagine if somebody tried out for the fucking NFL and a coach goes, sorry, we're cutting you because you're not good enough. And then he goes and he yells on Twitter or social media of any kind about this guy bullied him or, or, or... wouldn't give him the opportunity or blah, 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 blah. And then another team comes and signs them. And then they suck. <laughs> right? Like, you're not just going to get signed. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a weird thing. And I feel like people do actually feel entitled. But I feel that how I express that entitlement as Michael Elgin is going to obviously be different than how I express that what I feel that entitlement is as, as a real person. But I think that as people, we just feel entitled to stuff. Like I started wrestling and I was literally told I would never make it. And then as I started getting better, it was like, Oh yeah, you'll do good on like, you know, these low end shows, but you'll never be something. And I didn't go and get mad about that. I went, okay, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. And now get better. I've been Ring of Honor world champion. I've been in New Japan's first ever ladder match. I've had a great year with Impact Wrestling. You know what I mean? But without somebody saying that to me, I mean, I, I probably still would have worked as hard, but that definitely lit a fire that wasn't lit before that. So I, I just I don't know why people look at that things differently. I, I think the world has changed so much that instead of when you've given, you know, uh, a shitty hand you complain about it rather than say well how do i make this hand better and work for and again that's not everybody i don't i don't want to say that that's everybody at all but i just feel that sometimes too often that mentality shines through openly and i'm just like god i don't know what's going on anymore (laughs) it's fascinating man from what was a work right from what was just you going on you know, trying to, to build up your character. It's a, I, dude, it's, I, I, Well, this is the funny thing about the tweet. As I said, there is certain things that I feel like we just discussed. That, right. Uh, what? But the tweet specifically was like, I made fun of Sammy Cow. And then Zachary Wentz said, do better because I fat shamed Sammy Callahan. And then that tweet came out. And it was the point that if I say something to somebody, Another wrestler, which are both are, you know, I'm wrestling Sammy and Zachary Wentz is a baby face and he sticks up and then I call wrestlers soft and I don't like wrestling because I just had the interaction with people that I work with on TV every week. But people want to jump on something because, you know, 
anything that can make a click. I, I, I'm, I love it. The fact that wrestling news sites put it up like it was some big deal. It's good heat, right? Like, it gets I love it. Yeah. Like, that's the problem, though. What's good heat now? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if if one person goes, oh, because they oh, think yeah, it's too legit. Elgin, Elgin's oh. gatekeeping and doesn't want me to get in this, and then try. Oh to, yeah. Like it's hard. It's hard. It, the world is just so strange because like. You even got to toe the line on social media, like, "Oh, I'm the character doing this." Well, no, you must really the think real person, that. right? You're an yeah. asshole, <laughs> and uh, we should cancel you. And uh, and those, I'm like, these people are nuts. Like, dude, have you watched like, pro wrestling before? <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it, but the worst is some wrestlers do it. Right? Oh yeah, They're in the business, yeah. you don't know the difference. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? What do you mean? <laughs> right. What is wrong with you? Like, you see me on Twitter saying. You know, communicating with people, fan asking questions, I'm always nice to them. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, the fans dictate stuff. I hate them. I hate everybody. They all saw. I hate wrestling. Like, I'm 33 and I've spent 17 years wrestling. So, like, I obviously don't hate wrestling. It's a weird world, bro. It is a weird world. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's the is, worst. It's, it's the a worst, weird honestly. world, man. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so crazy michael i appreciate it dude um what, what can we plug for you obviously we want everybody watching impact every tuesday night eight o'clock on access tv what about you social media t-shirts what all can we plug for you dude uh man the t-shirts are up on pro wrestling tees i'm i'm lazy when it comes to promoting them like there's a bunch up there but i just always focus on like the end ring work so i never plug the t-shirts but if you really want a t-shirt you can check out pro wrestling tees uh at Mike Logan twenty five on Twitter and uh, Big Mike Impact on, on Instagram. If we can, you know, continue to keep following me. I'm trying to get that free protein and, and stuff <laughs> like that from place. So that's awesome, man. Hey, uh, Michael, thank you for doing this, dude. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time for us this week, man. We'd love to do it again. All right. It's... Absolutely, yeah. Please. Very cool. Appreciate uh, Michael Elgin taking the time for us. Um, And he's had a great run of late, obviously, outside of this week on uh, Impact. Again, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock on Axis TV. Now, uh, Brandon's back. Um, Anything else that we need to talk about before we wrap up? Or can we go ahead and just get into some plugs? It's, It's been a while since we've talked about the SmackDown hacker. Oh, right. Yeah. Sweet. The Matrix guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I, Keanu Reeves. I still, I, I still <laughs> maybe it's Keanu Reeves. Um, I okay. still feel like you know, I from the beginning I felt like it was Ali, um, but we're not gonna throw Matt Riddle into this, are we? God, they better not. <laughs> Wait, why would it be Matt Riddle? I, I I'm only saying that because we know that he's supposed to make his debut, like. And also, this would be, like, the worst idea ever. So, why wouldn't they do it? <laughs> I mean, you frame it like that, then sure. Like, if you're just like, framing like, as it's like... I feel like Matt Riddle is high on the list of people that we're afraid they're going to screw up on Raw or SmackDown. Um, so, that's why I'm kind of like, please don't. Please don't do this. <laughs> please. I- I'm fine with it being Mustafa Ali. Like, like, let's let's hopefully that's or, or someone else that we don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, or, if it was like uh, the the other one that was tossed around a bit was Chad Gable. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, it'd, yeah, it'd be fine. I mean, it'd be fine. I'm, it I'm, gives two guys we like something to do, right? As opposed to Matt Riddle, who should be champion. 
at, at the end of the day, so I, I went back and looked, and like the first time they started doing this was in like January or something or early. It's it's been a while, right? Since yeah. they started doing the little glitches and stuff. Like this has to turn into something, right? Like it can't. Does it? Emelina Gable, and now he's gonna lose, right? Emelina. <laughs> I think this feels like they put more work into this than Emelina. Uh, the, I the mystery of it. I just, I just, I, 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 I uh, the, the the anonymous raw GM. The anonymous, yeah, exactly. The anonymous like, GM. They, there are plenty of cases. No, yeah, that, that, right. it wasn't Hornswoggle. It was they did that no, no, three Horn, years Horn, later as Hornswoggle, a throwaway joke. Yeah, Hornswoggle <laughs> is uh, Vince McMahon's son, right? Like, yeah. Well, um, they did reveal the anonymous GM to be Hornswoggle. Right, like three three years later in a throwaway joke, they did. No, but, like, they revealed it. Like, did did they like no, reveal no, yes, it? Yes, yeah, but it, again, it was a throwaway joke. Like, it, it, there was no plans on Hornswoggle being. My point is, there was no actual plans on Hornswoggle being the GM. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, but, yeah. but it wasn't like three years later. It was like right at the end of it the, when they mm -mm, burned the. End no, it it was several. Back. It was a couple years later. Oh, yeah. Um, it might not have been three, but it was it was well after the anonymous GM. Look, was I, yeah, thing. I think I certainly think it's possible that this is going to be a giant turd. That's I mean, I I certainly yeah. believe in that, or that it really just isn't anything. Like it's also the type of thing I could see just going away and then pretending like it never happened. Um, I've been conditioned to feel that way and not get payoffs to anything. Um, I don't want it to be Matt Riddle because of course I don't want it to be Matt Riddle. But if it's something they started doing with without a purpose defined. And then they decided they wanted to put Matt Riddle on the show. The idea that they couldn't just decide to make it Matt Riddle. I, I believe that's possible, too. I believe it's possible, <laughs> too. I don't like it. But I also think it's something they could literally ignore two weeks later and pretend like it never happened and just have Matt Riddle be a guy again at that point. I so. will say this. The image of Matt Riddle sitting in front of a com like computer monitors like that and the light turning on would be just the most ridiculous image ever. <laughs> yeah. That would be really incredible. That would be really, really incredible. <laughs> there, there was another rumor I read that was, was that it could be a woman. Yeah, there was talk maybe Ember Moon. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Ember what Ember Moon dealing with some like, injury. I thought she said like her injury was so bad it could be career. Ending. Yeah, she was crying on backstage that yeah, her career you know, might it, be over. Anytime I hear something like that, yeah, I, you I, know, you wonder. If that's just you know you build it up yeah, to make get a, a surprise get a little bigger. attention. I hear you. I hear you. I didn't I know. Mean, it could be if, if if I thought anyone other than me watched backstage or cared well, about it. Well, but it got it got a lot of attention. I didn't know that happened on backstage. I read that story a bunch of places. I didn't know that it came from backstage. The fact that it happened on backstage now give. I thought that was just her like doing an interview or something like that. Um, the fact that it came from a WWE source does make me think more like what Aaron's. Well, thinking. the other thing was it wasn't like. The point, the point of whatever the segment was, wasn't her. She was a panelist talking to someone else, and she brought it up, like someone else asking about their injury or something, and it sort of came up in the conversation. So it was like, it was kind of, it was almost kind of awkward. Like, like it almost seemed like they didn't want her to talk about it or something. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to take that show sometimes. Um, because they talk about like writing matches and things, but then other right. things they like kayfabe. So it's right. it's very bizarre. I, I take it very much like the real world that they're setting some stuff up. It it is largely them. 
but they're also doing some stories with it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I, I also saw some people that like, they slowed the audio down to try to like hear the voice. And when they did that, it was a female voice. But I mean, that could just be who they're using that week. Uh, well, of course. Know, right? Right, of like, course. I'm just saying it was, right, interesting Deanna Perrazzo was La Luchadora before it was revealed yeah, to be Mickey right, James. Right. And people were saying it sounded like, uh, AJ Lee, which, you know, Hey, I mean, you want to bring back AJ Lee somehow? Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm not against it. All right, uh, uh, before before we get our plugs in, uh, we should obviously say something very quickly just um, about Hanakamura. It's you know obviously unthinkable. I mean, it's it's completely unthinkable. Um, I, I read somewhere today that like in Japan, they're they're thinking about being more aggressive towards um, cyberbullying laws. I don't know who on the planet would be opposed to that anywhere. Um, I, I, you know, in an attempt to be sensitive, I want to be careful that I don't, we like to do a thing where we try to paint somebody as being a murderer. That's not a murderer. Right. But it's very clear. This is a horrendous thing. And I think that we all support the notion of what the F is wrong with people. Like what's wrong with you and at some point, while well, you can say, hey, they're just words, we all know that's not the reality of it and that there are consequences for your, your words. Um, you know, the idea that you can hide behind a freedom of speech, to certain extents you can. We have made it very clear that there is a difference between that and hate speech. And I think we all support, I, would, I know I support the idea of being more aggressive about that um, in, in the not so distant future. Um, that we get more aggressive in how we attack uh, cyberbullying because it's just absolutely unthinkable, unthinkable that we would be dealing with something like this. Okay, um, you know where we are. We are, um, you know, at at uh, Brandon Linton, of course, on Twitter, at the Aoster. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio at AJ Francis four one zero. Appreciate Michael Elgin taking the time for us and um, anything else we need to, to get up. I guess we're still in the same holding pattern for plugs at this point. It's just where we are um, for, for the boys, for Aaron, for Brandon, for the main event, vent, 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been jobbing out. Fuck cyberbullying.